0: Alongside of the Maelstrom, a Warhammer 40,000 podcast based in southern Ontario. My name's Ian, and my co-host Jason will be joining me shortly, just as soon as he's finished his uh, ritual to Grandfather Nurgle. This is episode 9, and tonight we'll be focusing on Kill Team, a different way to play Warhammer 40,000 in a skirmish setting. Uh, We start off this episode with hobby progress, games played, we have a rules lawyering segment, And then we get into our main topic, followed by Beyond the Rim, where we uh, talk about X-Wing with our good friend Daryl. Be sure to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash wrongsideofthemaelstrom. We're also on itoysoldiers at itoysoldiers.com slash wrong-side-maelstrom. If you wish to contact us via email, we can be reached at maelstrom at gmail.com. And finally, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Also, Brimstone Games in Windsor has a miniatures night on Tuesdays, so be sure to check that out. Also, if you're local to the Windsor area, join the Greater Windsor Table Warriors over at itoysoldiers.com and come out to the regular club days to get some games in. Please enjoy tonight's episode, and we'll see you on the wrong side of the (laughs) maelstrom.
1: You are now entering the wrong side of the maelstrom with your hosts, Ian Cluff and Jason McKendry. Hobby progress.
2: Woo! Okay. Um, I guess I'll go first. Sure. I think, I think you've me. been working a lot more forever. than. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my hobby goal last episode was to build the Chaos Demons box that I got. Oh yeah. The starter, like the get started box, or whatever it was started a new army. Um, I got the Nurgle Demons one. Yeah. And I wanted to build all of it and have it primed. And, I don't know, maybe a will a week after we recorded, I was just so, like, swamped with, like, I had no ambition to paint at all. Yeah. I just lost everything. And, I realized it's because I had, like, so many projects on the go. So like, I had my Grey Knights and my Space Marines. I still had Tau stuff that I needed to build, and let alone paint, paint right?
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and then I had these demons on top of it and just like every time I pulled out the demons box, I'd build like one. And I was like, I don't even want to be doing this. I'm not having fun doing this anymore. Yeah. So I actually put everything away and we film we record this in my like hobbying area. Yeah. Um I've put away like all the boxes. If That's I'm, true. Yeah, yeah. I put away all the all the progress stuff and I just have out like what I'm working on basically. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I've decided to go back to just painting my towel. And mm-hmm. try and get as much of that done until I feel like moving on to, yeah. to something else. And it's really renewed my my ambition to paint.
0: Yeah, well, your tower, awesome looking. Um, thank you. A little classic. Yeah. So, poker. these uh, you got two pathfinders in your um. Yeah, well,
2: we're gonna talk. Guy. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it afterwards. But um, I'm gonna be running a kill team campaign. Mm-hmm. So, I wanted everything that I'm gonna be fielding in kill team to be 100 percent done. Nice. So that gave me something like, okay, this is what I have to start on yep. first. So my, I'm using my um, uh, Cadre Fireblade as mm-hmm. my Shazui, the team leader okay. for my kill team, yeah. just because he looks better, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm using him as my team leader, so I wanted him to be 100% done. He was almost done before, there was just like a little bit of highlighting, a little bit of detailing that I had to finish. Mm-hmm. So I finished that off, did all the lenses, and like the rifle lens and everything like that. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah. And then I also had uh, some pathfinders with rail because I'm going for more of like a sniper theme. Yeah. So that nice got like 30 inch range, strike six, AP one snipers. So I wanted to get those guys done. So I finished those guys. I still have to base them. Though, yeah. But basing doesn't take
0: too long. What's with the base on the uh, team leader that... That's like a resin base that comes.
2: Not resin, but like that's the actual part base of the that base that comes, comes with the, them. Yeah. No. Okay. That would be really sick if.
3: <laughs> but I mean, all? I added
2: like the little shrubs on there and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I put a photo of him up on Facebook already, but maybe I'll put, like, the final finished one. Yeah, you definitely should. Because I don't know what, I think the other one was almost done, but not one. He I was pretty much
0: team. close, but the base wasn't done. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't remember that. Um, I think that's it for my hobby progress. I started doing a little bit of my Black Templar stuff. I had a few guys that I started working on a little bit, a sword yeah. Brethren, and then just a regular guy, kind of test models, to kind of get that, like... How do I want my paint scheme to? Yeah. I mean it's black well, Templar, but like, how am I gonna go about painting The black
0: looks. I mean, people. Some people say like, oh, black, whatever. It's just primer. But like, you if you're doing black properly, you edge highlight with gray, or you highlight with gray, maybe not edge. Yeah, highlight. I think that's actually not black been. primer. Yeah, I know.
2: I, I prime it gray. Yeah. and then okay. I airbrush the black on. Yeah, and then I actually take eschian gray, yeah. and, and I highlight. do a, a top highlight with the air gun. Oh, okay. So I raise the level of... Eschen Grey is very, very, very close to black.
0: Yeah, it's very dark.
2: Um, Very dark grey. So with the airbrush, if you pull it really far away and mm-hmm. get that wide spread and just do kind of like one, two passes yeah. over top of it, it just highlights the top parts of the armor just yeah. enough to raise that black color up yeah. a bit. Um, and then I just do a little bit of... I actually use Dawnstone for all the edge highlighting. Yeah. I do Dawnstone around a lot of the... Um, all the edges and stuff like that
0: yeah that's uh that's what i similar to what i do so when i doing when i'm doing highlight black i'll edge highlight uh and gray and then dawnstone mm-hmm. so it like in front of me or in front of us we got like uh one of my bikers and the little wings from the raven wing mm-hmm. models, like they're highlighted eschen and then dawnstone mm-hmm. and uh but your uh, edge highlight is much cleaner than mine it it's, took a long time. <laughs> it's very subtle, but, like, I like it. Yeah. Actually, I forgot to say, I did I did the,
2: the black, and then I did the eschen Grey with the airbrush, and then I actually washed it with non yeah. oil to really blend in whatever eschen Grey came through, just to blend it more into
0: yeah. the black. You also have been working on your AGS defense line.
2: Yeah, well, I actually just started that today. So oh, I okay. was like, I'm probably going to end up using that as, like, my fortification, kind of, if someone attacks my base in the kill team campaign. Uh, Not okay. that it gives you any benefits, but, like... It's kill team. There's supposed to be a lot of terrain to begin with, yeah. Um, and I I want it to be a very narrative campaign. Mm-hmm. So like, when someone attacks your base, make it look like like I'm probably going to take a devilfish, or the store even has a um, a destroyed devilfish piece yeah. of scenery. I'm going to make that like my base. Like this is oh, that's why we're here, is because our devilfish got taken down during our yeah. Our first. Or they're like fighting
0: like out of the living out of the devilfish. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that's their home base.
0: Um, but what were
2: you, man? You got a lot done.
0: Yeah. So. um what I said I was going to get done was uh, finish off the bikes and build a building for terrain, which technically neither of those I got done. <laughs> but uh, so I got one of the bikes done, in, oh, one of the bikes in front of me, and about half of the ed- of the red edge highlighting's done, the half facing is not the other yep. side. Um, but that's turning out really well. I got to go back and I got to finish all of them, but the bikes come along really well. The like, black feathers, I use the Ravenwing models, so I highlight those with uh, Dawnstone and stuff, and that looks, I think it looks really good. It's similar to my Sanguinary Guard. Yeah, I was worried when I saw the. Because it's Dark
2: Vengeance, right? Yeah, Dark Vengeance. The of Dark Vengeance. I was really worried that you wouldn't be able to use them with any other like chapter.
0: Yeah. But,
2: but these blend so perfectly with yours, especially with your, your army, because your army is so. Um, the colors. customized yeah that it really it blends in it's just more customized bikes I mean, yeah
0: well they're <clears throat> it's red and bone like you're not going to mistaken them for dark angels yeah and i have other dark vengeance models in my actually by now i have every dark vengeance dark eh, dark angels dark vengeance model in my army oh. except for the company commander and the special edition chapter master mm-hmm. i have the tax squad the librarians and the terminators and they look fine. Like, obviously, they got Dark Angel stuff. Well, maybe not obviously, but I'm lazy, so I didn't shave off all the Dark Angel iconography. <laughs> but they, I think the models are fantastic. Um, that's a scout test model I did. So I started paying my scouts, got another four base coated, but that one I did to completion just to like see how it would look. Yeah. So, uh, standard like red armor and then bone fatig- uh, fatigues. And then for the cloaks, I decided to go with an urban camo. So. It's, I really like it, man. The camo looks really, really good. Good, because I was a little worried it wasn't turning out. No, probably. no, it looks great. Okay. I'm glad you said so. <laughs> yeah, for the cloaks, I uh, painted them eschen gray and then washed them with non-oil. Mm-hmm. And I went back and splotched on dawnstone white and black. And I think maybe some and gray as well mm-hmm. to make the camel pattern.
2: No, it looks like a real camel cloak.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just like Google urban camo and looked at inspiration and stuff. I watched mm-hmm. a couple videos on digital camo. That
2: would be really hard to do. Yeah,
0: the videos all was on like like test like on a sheet of plastic card or like on a devil fish and yeah. stuff. It looked really cool. I'm oh, no,
2: I'm sure if you can do it properly it'll look really really good. It's yeah. probably a lot easier to do on smooth surfaces. It's probably really yeah. hard to do on like cloaks because yeah, it's they, that square like
0: yeah, geometric type uh it's camo. Yeah, it's too much to do on little guy but yeah so scouts are coming along it's nice because I've been using a lot of scouts and now they're actually getting painted yep I also got my terminator librarian he's far from done but uh, all the base coating is on him and washes are done mm-hmm. also built 8 of my 10 stern guard so oh yeah, yeah
2: you put photos of, the, of that up on yeah. facebook and so, they look really good man. really customized yeah
0: on. so I got like the sergeant who's supposed to be the company champion she's got like a crested helm and a power weapon and the rest of them all have comedy Meltas, uh, third-party heads from Max Mini that are like kind of goggle eyes. Yep. I'm drawing the inspiration for them from uh, the main unit in Final Fantasy movie, The Spirits Within. Yep. The Devis, and then they all have like a uh, drake cloaks. So mm. the idea is like they're company veterans or chapter veterans, and they have to go out in their desert homeworld and slay a sand drake before they can join this special unit. So they all are wearing the cloaks. Um, I was going to Prime Black the last two I was kind of on the fence about whether to give them graph Guns or Comedy Meltas yeah. I think I'm going to give them Comedy Meltas I was talking to Tyler from the club and he kind of convinced me that I should just do it like be consistent with the squad Yeah. so I think I'm going to do that and I'm probably not going to field a full 10 man unit except in Apocalypse yeah that's a lot it ends up being like 350 yeah, points a with a draw pot and stuff yeah. so but I mean I think I don't know. Well the I, box comes with
2: five models, doesn't it? Like the guard.
0: The Stern Guard box does, but I bought a tack yeah Lightning's tax. I mean there's box, a reason why five good.
2: models come in the box because that's how you would normally run them.
0: Yeah. But uh yeah, yeah so I got those built and primed. Still have to build the last two. I bought a jump pack champion uh chaplin, yeah. sorry, with a... Uh, the winnings from that tournament, I had like 20 bucks in a gift certificate. Oh,
2: that's what you bought it with? Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome.
0: So, I mean, that's an expensive model. It's like 40 bucks mm-hmm. so to even that out a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff, <you know. laughs> um, but he looks really good. Also, pictures on Facebook. So I swapped out a jump pack. So I want to use his jump pack for a captain and gave him a Death Company jump pack. And I swapped out the head also. And I used the head from a long fangs box. Oh, so he's got yeah, like it's a definitely
2: a, a space wolf's
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> like so he's, face. A, he's got giant like mutton chop handlebar handlebars. Handlebars. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, the comment on Facebook I had put was or the caption was a face only a mother could love. Yeah. <laughs> so originally the Terminator Chaplain was gonna be my like reclusiarch, like head of the chaplain. Yeah. Reclusism. But he's gonna be now. Yeah. Because he looks so cool. He is pretty badass. Yeah. Just a great looking model altogether. Yeah. But you've
2: also been uh you have been making a building.
0: Yeah, so I've been watching a lot of terrain videos and looking at terrain blogs. And I found this one. I'll link to it on Facebook as well. The uh, It's called Trash Terrain. It's a YouTube series.
2: Yeah, I don't think I have that one
0: saved. Yeah. Uh, well, we can watch a few episodes afterwards. Yeah, sure. but, uh, Very simple. I recommend watching the series in the beginning because as it gets... Later episodes, you kind of start skipping steps here oh, and there. Oh, okay. Something you've probably picked up already. Only a little bit. Like, yeah. you might not mention what type of primer you should use or something. Yeah, But, like, in the, if, if you watch it from the beginning, mm-hmm. it's, like, super simple, which is great for me because i fucked up a lot of terrain. Yeah. Like... What's the name of it again? Trash Terrain. Trash Like, just terrain. Google right. or YouTube that. Mm-hmm. And it's brought by uh, uh, a YouTube user, Commazar. Gamza. So maybe believe. we'll put a link of it in the post on Facebook. It's like he does real easy to do terrain, yeah. great learning experience. So I made two sets of little tank traps. Mm-hmm. Not the ones that he made, like different ones that are sort of like the concrete teeth. Yep. Yeah. So I made two sets of those and I had this little weird packaging piece that I put on a base and put some straws like pipes and mm-hmm. it's a little pump house. Cool. Uh, problem is, is um, so I learned from these videos that Need a prime with um, a special type of primer, I forget what kind. So usually, like, rust protection, enamel primer, that's mm-hmm. it. Uh, otherwise, the paint will seep into, like, the moisture in the paint, or yeah. the, like, white glue or something will seep into the foam core or the cardboard and warp it, mm-hmm. which is what happened with all my other buildings. They yeah. just painted on, which is why they all look like shit now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, other They don't reasons. look horrible, but There's yeah. other reasons, yeah. but, like... <laughs> They don't don't, sit flush on the table anymore and stuff like that, and they're warped. So I was like, okay, I'm going to buy the right primer, blah, blah, blah. And then I decided to base them before priming them, so white glue, water mixture with sand stuff. So Mm -hmm. now my tank trap bases have warped because I
3: put the white glue on them.
0: (laughs) So live and learn. Not going to make that mistake again. Uh, I need to I bought a couple of... I did a brush-on primer mm-hmm. that was super fucking messy. Like, if you look at my hands, like you can still see some yeah. fucking things <laughs> on there. So I'm going to tr- experiment. I bought a couple cans of, like, rust primer, so I'm going to experiment with those and see if it works.
2: Whenever I'm doing large stuff or airbrushing, like, I bought a pack of just uh, regular, like, medical gloves. Oh. Mm. And, uh... Yeah, man, they help out so much.
0: I haven't had a problem before; like it would wash off, but this stuff was like super thick mm-hmm. and like oily. Yeah, which I guess is good because it's supposed to seal in the model. But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna—I'll post online what primer I end up settling on, so just so people know. Um, the other thing I was doing—I started sort of building like a small factory
2: building. Yeah, you showed me some drawings
0: for it. Yeah, so I've got all the uh, all the pieces more or less done, I just needed to start doing some details. So, like, one of the things that I did on my other buildings was uh, take a bit of tin foil, roll it up into a rough bowl, ball, and then roll it roughly over the foam yeah, core. That's cool yeah. And it gives it, a, like, a concrete texture. Yeah, yeah, And that, if you dry brush it, which is a great way to train, yeah. you know, it just picks up on all that detail.
3: Yeah.
0: But I was yeah. looking at some other things and online, and now I want to go back and add more detail, like, um, sort of, like, ha- outline... The building with, like, almost like a baseboard or a top ceiling board, I guess, mm-hmm. and on the outside. So the edges of the walls would have, like, pillars and, like, an over over thing. I don't really know how to explain it. <laughs> post pictures on Facebook. Yeah, right. I think that's about it. Come in. You got some goals yeah. for next time? Oh, fuck. Dude, really? <laughs> um, Finish uh, that building. Yeah. Get, oh, okay. Get the building built.
3: Yeah.
0: And... Finish the bikes, I guess. And a character. I want to get a character. You're <laughs> going to get like half of that. What about you? What do you want to finish? Um,
2: okay, well, we'll we have to have a buy-in for the kill team mm-hmm. campaign. So I am, have decided that I'm going to buy a sniper drone team. Okay. And you're going to have three weeks as of tomorrow when we're recording mm-hmm. um, to build and paint it. So...
0: I think by the next time we record, that's my goal, is to have that done. Okay, cool. Uh, I think we'll take a short break, come back for Games Played. Right on. Games Played. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what have you been up to the last few weeks? So, I got one game in. Excellent. Um, better against, than none. <laughs> better than none,
2: yes. Um, I got a game in against Greg, who you played. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, the other the last episode yeah um we've been talking about getting a rematch in mm-hmm. for a while cause we had played a few months ago uh my towel versus his Tyranids um hammer and anvil deployment yeah I won't talk well, about it too much cause this is one of the past episodes but like it was basically me having like a solid gun line with him just like trying to make his way towards oh, me oh yeah um it was really fun but it kind of got cut a little short I think we had to end it on turn 4 mm-hmm. um cause the store was closing so we've been talking about getting a rematch in um so we got one in two weeks ago, I think. Um, but yeah, we ended up playing Cities of Death, one mm. of those missions. I guess it's like a supplement. that's supposed to be like a city
0: fight. Was it out of the supplement or out of the campaign book? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> the campaign, uh, the, sorry, the supplement would be out of date, the updated rules from the campaign book.
2: Maybe it was the campaign book then.
0: I don't know. Anyways.
2: but uh, It was one where you had to like grab different buildings. It was Maelstrom. But the Maelstrom objectives oh, yeah, were all like, take this, take this building, hold this building for two turns. Okay,
0: that, that's the updated one
2: then. Um, now, unfortunately, I had made a list earlier that day to play against his Nids, because I thought by rematch, that's what we were going to be playing. Mm-hmm. But I think he had played two games already that day with his Nids, and had lost both of them. And he was just like, screw this, I'm not playing his Nids, I want to play the Necrons. Uh, yeah, and um, I had made my list specifically for Nids. Yeah. And we only had like just over two hours to play. I was like, screw it, I'm not going to change my list, yeah. I'm just gonna run with this. Which ended up being like a horrible mistake. Cause they're pretty different builds. I mean, one way to beat Necrons is just to like make them roll mass amounts of saves. Yeah. And that is what this list was more catered towards. However, in the cities of death uh game, format. game format, there's a deployment which is like This is your quarter, this is my quarter, and our deployment zones touch each other. Yeah. I play Tau, man. I don't want you anywhere near me. Wait, they don't have a minimum distance from each other? Really? The deployments touch each other. So he has a unit right on the edge, and I didn't know it was a jump unit either, right? And first turn, he assaults my my broadsides with the Buffmander. He gets in close enough to to charge them.
0: So he doesn't have to, you can't, be, you have to be sorry what i trying to say so there's, there's a, no minimum distance I don't know I don't think so <laughs> if there if there was then that's fucked up because even in like third edition you had to be at least 18 inches away in that type of
2: so then the the player that deploys first gets to put their one unit on the very corner and then the guy that deploys second has to deploy 18 inches back in his deployment zone yeah that's what I always did huh. oh maybe but I, maybe that's the rule maybe not I'm not sure but that's not how we played and it absolutely so like first turn my 500 point broadsides with the commander yeah. I mean, it's my own fault I didn't know how far the guys I thought I had spaced it out properly Yeah. but I wait. guess I hadn't and granted he made the he made a massive charge on them Um. but yeah and from then on it was like I really I thought the game was over and I really held my own for the rest of the game mm-hmm. um, man necrons are tough to kill <laughs> Yeah. So i didn't know that his like lord had that thing that allows you to use once per game and it's only for like one phase but he did it during my shooting phase when uh, i put like all my it was like his command unit so the
0: resurrection orb so he rerolls the so he
2: gets plus one to his reanimation
0: yeah. and he gets to re-roll it well that might be one of his relics then. so i think it's a relic I think. yeah
2: um I'm just looking at the next And game. man, like, That's I extreme. had him like, oh, it was like right after he had taken out that unit to, like, second turn, I was like, oh, now my whole army is looking at you, you're getting yeah. everything. He's, like, okay, I'll do the orb, or whatever it was called. Like, shit, man, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just me, I gotta learn more armies, man. Um, it was still a fun game type, though, man. Yeah. And I held on for, like, a long time, like, it was very close, like, he was only leading by, like, two points, until the last turn, mm-hmm. when he got, like, just, like, a bunch of really good objectives, and I yeah. kept getting, like... Ones that were on his side of the table. When yeah. it's like, man, I'm already on the run. I'm not running towards you, right? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, a game back to the deployment, even if it was 18 inches apart, like, you can still do a turn one charge with a yeah. jump unit, right? Because mm-hmm. that's only a six-inch charge.
2: Yeah. So. Um, yeah. But, yeah, man. Uh, still fun. I think now we need a third game, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> we need a rubber yeah. match. Um, not Cities of Death, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun to play something different, but.
2: Yeah. I don't think I like it more than like
0: ITC Missions.
2: Yeah.
0: ITC Missions I really enjoy, but mm-hmm. they some people seem not like them.
2: Yeah. But how about you, man? You got a few games in.
0: Yeah. So I don't know how many games we've gotten since the last time we recorded, but there's three I'm going to highlight. Yep. So uh, at Brimstone Games in Windsor, they've started a Tuesday night miniatures. So from like 5 p.m. to 10, people just show up, bring some paint, mm-hmm. get a game in. And there have been, I think there have been two so far. Maybe there was a third one. If there was a f- third one, I missed it. But, um, yeah, so I've been showing up with my guys, doing some painting, chilling, playing some games. Um, it's been great. If you're in the Windsor area, swing by. Tons of fun. It's been a good turnout, yeah? Um, not yet, but... <laughs> well, we had four people last time. Yeah. And the time before that we had three, but, like, I don't know, The usually... I see these guys on club day, and it's like, okay, let's get gaming. Okay, next game. Okay, and you don't really get to chill too much Yeah, a little bit. But it's nice to just hang out with people and paint and just have a conversation, shooting the shit about whatever, not necessarily yeah. gaming. So that's that's great. But uh, the first Tuesday, me and Tyler, who did an interview with him, he organized the tournament in January. Tyler's one of the best players in the club. Yeah, I've never come close to beating him <laughs> until now. No. So played th- th- 3, we played a I almost said 3,000. We played a 1,000 point game <laughs> which is a perfect points level for like a evening at the club. I really enjoy
2: 1,000 point games. Yeah,
0: so we played uh, the scouring hammer and anvil deployment and uh, Tyler actually filmed this on his iPad because he's oh, going right doing battle reports. Sweet. So once that's online, I'll link to it. Uh, so I won't go too much into it, I guess, but, um, very close game, very tight the whole time. Deep struck my death company and draw off behind his lines, mm-hmm. and he made the mistake of charging them with the gargoyles, trying to hold them up. Yeah. However, they just took the charge and beat the crap out of them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, and then went on, like, take out the zone throbs, type his Hive Tyrant, blah, blah, blah. Uh, his Hive Tyrant ended up dying from perils. That's why I got Slay the War. <laughs> um he took on my grav bikes though like first round of shooting so yeah. they did nothing uh, they fell back off the board actually and managed to I got a couple objectives did a few like glory runs right at the end like charges and stuff it went to turn six or seven. Mm-hmm. Oh wow yeah, yeah and uh, ended up tying sweet so yeah which was awesome <laughs> almost got that victory oh, whatever I'm happy with the time huh? like, <laughs> yeah there's a few players in our club who are just top players and Tyler's one of them. Great guy as well. Like, love playing him, even if I'm getting my ass kicked. Yeah. But that was so much fun. Even, like Tyler said, it was one of the better games he'd had in a while, too. That's awesome, man. Uh, So, the next game I played against uh, Echo, who's one of the guys in the club. And this was a campaign game. And so, actually, Echo and I had invaded each other. So... I launched into one of his territories, and then he launched back, unknowing that I would, had attacked him into yeah. my territory. So we have two territories side by side they are being conflicted. And uh, we forgot to declare which one we were fighting for, so we ended up rolling for it <laughs> at the end of the game. But we played a... Um, I think it was a kill point. No, not kill points. It was like a regular mission with like two or three objectives. Oh, okay, yeah. I think it was two Emperor's Will or something. Um, and he, he was playing, playing Demon and I'm running my Blood Angels. And this game also went seven turns. And it was <laughs> a fucking slug fit. Like, I had it uh, for most of the game. Yeah. Like, I took out... I, I was losing stuff, but, like, I took out his bikes. I took out, like, a 20-man cultist unit. Took down his Demon Prince. And then more of his stuff come, starts coming in. So he has a... The, you know the demons on the big bull things or rhinoceri, rhinoceroses, blood crushers. Oh, is that? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he had brought a unit of those in, and I ended up taking them out with like a tactical squad or something. So like I was just on a roll, ended up like assaulting and destroying his Helldrake because it went down the hub. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and then the goddamn fucking demon engine. <laughs> Uh, I can never remember the name of it. Not the defiler, but the other one. The yeah. yeah. Which has front and side thirteen yeah. armor. Excuse me. Tons of rules. And at that point the only anti tank I had left was like a single crack missile launcher. <laughs> and like I do a Hail Mary with the Grav bikes trying to immobilize it so I am like attack the rear armor facing just do shit all with the grab but like there were only two left one grab yeah so, like that was terrible and i just could not kill this thing and up munching the rest of my army he also brought in a unit of uh flesh hounds and they hit my back line took out my little like remainder two-man tax squad and like assault units and all this other shit yeah it was bad so <laughs> i i would have won until turn seven Went on to turn seven, yeah. lost. The longer the games go, man, especially those hard yeah. fought ones. Yeah, and like I was, I wasn't dickish, but like at one point, I'm like, hey, we should probably talk about which territory this is for. Obviously, I want both it to be for both of them because I'm winning. Yeah, and then I lost, so and <laughs> we end up rolling yeah. for it. So, because you're like, la- if you have multiple conflicts with the same player, you can resolve all of them with oh the game, together, yeah. as opposed- by the rules. So. The rules that I wrote foolishly now. <laughs> <laughs> right on. And what about the third game? Oh, so I played against Ben, who's uh, the lion on the forums, and uh, second time playing a great guy. He was running Space Rains again. I think it was a single CAD. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ran a couple of tactical squads, um, some scouts and land speeder, uh, Honor Guard in a land raider, and Tigerius with Grav Centurions in a drop pod. No, our favorite yeah. My favorite guy? Yeah. yeah. No. Uh <laughs> but he didn't go for t- he didn't go for telepathy, he did telekin wait, not telekinesis. Divination. Divination, yeah. So no invisibility. Um he dropped him in my back line and just wiped my devastators, which were my anti air as well. Yeah. But by that time my army had like moved forward and spread out. So we were playing eighteen fifty or two thousand points, I don't remember exactly. You know, I was running like a couple of tax squads and some graph bikes and other garbage. Most importantly, ran a murder fang pack, mm-hmm. whatever it's called—the new wolfen formation. That's two to five units of wolfen. Yeah, you were telling them. me
2: you wanted to proxy them and see how they run.
0: Oh, Jason. So uh, <laughs> let so, me tell ye. <laughs> let me regale you with stories of <laughs> space uh, where. So I ran two units of them in Land Raiders, one unit of eight, one unit of five, and this was like over a thousand points with those in their transport. These things are phenomenal. Yeah. They only have a four plus save. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. But they have two wounds. You can oh, give them okay. storm shields. Oh okay. Um, yeah. They have feel no pain. Um, strength five base. Yeah. Um, so that four plus armor save is. Yeah. Nothing
2: compared to all the benefits that
0: you're getting. Yeah, two or three attacks base. Mm-hmm. Rage. So oh, they rage, have like wow. four, I think they are like five attacks, four or five attacks on the charge. Mm-hmm. Plus one for the champion. They have... And they're, what rage is rerolling to hit. No, two attacks on the charge. Oh, two attacks, that's it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, other stuff. Like, <laughs> they boost space wolf units that are around them, which oh, I, right I right. didn't have any, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, the formation allows you to roll an extra attack when you roll six attack. Wow. And it doesn't say those don't can't generate other attacks. Yeah, so yeah, I've heard you that, just yeah. you know, clock up the attacks. Yeah. Uh, one of the drawbacks is they only to go four, so you're only hitting on fours to begin with, yes. generally speaking. Yeah, I mean but, <laughs> Um They have a shit ton of A P two and initiative. Really? So they have for twelve points. You can give them Frost Claws, yeah. which are Lightning Claws, except plus one to Strength and AP2. Huh. So Strength 6, reroll into AP2 at Initiative 5. Yeah, it's not unwieldy. Yeah, yeah. Initiative 5, yeah. Not, f- initiative not 4. four so you're, yeah, yeah so going ahead of Space Marines. Um, they also can run and charge in the same turn, and oh, you wow. can reroll their charge distance if they fail. <laughs> what? Uh, you can also give them these Great Axes, which are plus three to Strength and AP two unwieldly, so strength eight. Yeah. But on the turn you charge, they strike an initiative order.
2: Uh, oh, I've heard about this because it's like yeah. he's running in, yeah. swinging it, and then that, he's unwieldy
0: afterwards. That's an eight-point weapon. Yeah, that's crazy. Twelve points for the claws. <laughs> for, for twenty points, oh, I'm not, I'm not it's done. The, it's the power creep, man. <laughs> yeah, for twenty points, you can give him a thunder hammer and storm shield, which for normally you would come in at. I don't know, like, 40 or 50 points. Level 45, I think, yeah. Yeah, depending on what unit you're giving them. Yeah. So, you know, I, I throw... I have a couple of guys Storm Shields, throw them up front to eat the fire. Yeah. The three up in ball. So who cares? The and can you save. Save. mix
2: and match with the squad? Like, anyone can do oh, yeah. anything? Oh, yeah.
0: They Sorry. start with just one close combat weapon, yeah. and then any model can take any of these upgrades. Wow. The Sergeant upgrade... Uh, it might have been 20 points, but the, like, extra attack... Like, so... Uh, boost to stats, plus comes base with the Frost Mm Claws. So, I run the whole unit is AP2. Most of it's at initiative. Mm -hmm. These are 30-point models base. So, with the Frost Claws, 42 points. So, they're cheaper than Thunderhammer Stormfield Terminators. Much faster. Uh, Arguably better. Oh, for sure. It's a phenomenal unit. So, yeah, I'm... uh, I... Ordered some Sigmarites to convert into these as oh, cats, yeah. As, yeah right I put right the on. We've well, always like a lot. you've always liked Space Wolves too, right? Eh, I, not I, so much. No, I like their rules. I'm not big werewolf Viking theme.
2: Yeah, I'm probably gonna hate for this. I've always thought Space Wolves were kind of stupid.
0: Yeah,
2: I don't. They've I, never maybe not stupid, but they I don't know nothing to, about them has ever appealed to me.
0: I don't know they're they're okay. Like I read one of the novels when we were younger, and that was really cool, but yeah. like. I don't have anything against them, but I don't know if i would run them. Mm-hmm. At least, no, I've run accounts as Space Wolf Army. I was considering changing my Blood Angels over to Counts as Space Wolves until they get redone. Yeah. But now, I'm just, I'm going to bring in this formation.
2: Yeah, it just make some matches the reason you can Yeah.
0: But, um, talking about, like, all these
2: new rules, um, because they just had this big Space Wolf release. Yeah. Um, which also brought in a bunch of stuff for Orcs as well. A lot of new Well, that formations. was the one just after, but yeah. Yeah. Um... It seems like all of these armies... Like, every campaign book that they're bringing out, which it seems like they're going to try and bring them out like every two months now, it feels. It's yeah. going to include an army that hasn't had stuff. So I think you're going to see Blood Angels this year get, yeah. some,
0: get some new updates. Well, that's something Tyler and I were talking about, is, like, we're seeing armies that have have an updated 7th edition codex yeah. get an update with, like, Decurion style attachments, exactly, yeah. new formations. So... Well, these by, armies,
2: like Dark Eldar... And blood angels, they got it the, all they, the armies. They I've got played. codexes at the start of yeah. seventh edition, right? And then the kind of that power creep came in. All this new style of formations, yeah, became so, prominent. So they need to up. They don't really need to update the codexes so much as up. Just give these.
0: Yeah. So I'm really excited for this because I feel like this is kind of signaling that 40k is going to be rebalanced with assault versus shooting. Yeah, I'm hoping. And we're also really excited to see what happens when Blood Angels come out. And if it's shit, I'll just keep using Wolf. No, I don't
2: think it's going to be shit. I think it's going to be really good. Um, The orc ones are actually pretty cool. I've always liked orcs. I just never... I have a little bit of an orc force. I think I have about a 1,000 points of orcs, maybe a little bit under that. Um, And I used to really like Speed Freaks. Yeah. And I didn't really... Because there weren't a lot of formations for orcs. Yeah. And I didn't know, I didn't, there was no calling to me for any way to build orcs the way that I wanted to, to Like currently, a force currently, currently yeah. yeah. Except now, they just released a bunch of uh, formations.
3: Yeah. The,
2: their Decurian one, specifically, well, not specifically, but their Decurian one that they released, mm-hmm. is, the main thing is you're allowed to declare a wog every single turn. Yeah. So every turn, you are running and charging. charging. Um
0: which is great what, for assault weapons. I forget what else is
2: it, is that all you do or does it also give you something else? Oh, I don't know, man. Does it give you furious charge? Or do they already have They're it? No, they have it standard. Do they have it standard yet. Yeah. Um, but the formations I really like are some of the ones for the aircrafts.
0: Oh, yeah, you were telling like me. Like the
2: DACA jets and yeah. the, the burn a Like, they have one for each, like, three Burnabamas and then one for three Blitzabamas. Mm-hmm. But the burn Obama ones, you add plus one strength to any bombs. Um... The Blitzer ones. I forget what that one is. Oh, it's re roll uh, penetrating hits and stuff. Re roll armor penetration. Is
0: that the DACA jets?
2: No, that's for the Blitza bombers. Oh, okay. And then the one that I really like, which is probably how I'm going to run my orcs mm-hmm. once I once I build them, is three DACA jets, one Burnabomber, and one Blitzer bomber. Okay. And if a flyer in this formation leaves combat airspace, so goes non yeah. reserve. Right, uh, when it returns to play, it does so with full hull points and its starting quota of one use only weapons. Nice. That's crazy, man. They each have three hull points, man. You take two hull points, you fly off long. the board, you come back with three, fully loaded again. Yeah, with your bombs and stuff, that's
0: really really good. Yeah, for sure. So I'm
2: thinking I want to do like those five flyers mixed in with like a whole lot of storm boys.
0: Oh, because the other thing you said about the formation was uh, they get hammer of wrath.
2: Yeah, in the, in the Decurion one.
0: Oh, If you take the okay. Decurion,
2: any... Um, that's what it was, the extra thing. Any uh, unit that has 10 or more models yeah. gets Hammer or Wrath when they charge yeah. yeah,
0: which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I mean, that could even work with Speed Freaks, because those trucks are 12 models each. Yeah. So run them forward. Uh, when does that calculation happen? Is it after Overwatch? I don't think it would be after Overwatch, yeah. Okay, yeah, so that one works a lot out of trucks then. Mm-hmm. But still...
2: So it's nice to see that they're really trying to promote making each army be competitive. I, do I think that Orcs is now competitive with Eldar? No way in hell. Yeah. Right? With, with Necrons? No. But will it make them more competitive? Yeah. You're going to see them in the top ten more often now.
0: Hopefully, yeah.
2: Um, one other thing I want to talk be talking about Power Creep and evening out the, the, the game mm-hmm. is the new ITC poll is up.
0: Oh, they've done. Yeah. One? Okay.
2: And um, one thing that they're talking about, and this is actually a big topic right now in the tournament community, is changing from eighteen fifty to either sixteen fifty or fifteen hundred.
0: Interesting. How do you feel about that? Uh, off the cuff, I I like it. I think playing at smaller points is it forces player to make players to make tougher decisions yep. about what they're bringing. Like you 100%. can't you can't bring like. I don't know, triple Riptide units and like...
2: You're going to run out of points really fast. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, I've been running double Land Raiders a lot at 1850 or 2000. Yeah. Like, that's going to be really tough to do. Not only that, so, it kind of
2: it changes the meta of like the synergy between formations that you're bringing. Yeah. Because um, another thing that they're talking about is do you want to keep it at... Because ITC right now is three formations. That's all you're yeah, allowed to take. Yeah. Um, they're talking about keeping it at three or raising it to maybe four or even unlimited... And if you keep it at 1850 with, like, Unlimited... That's... You're yeah. going to get those, like, stupid combos. Yeah. Um, it's going to become, like, Malifaux, where you're just, like, trying to make the dirtiest list, dirtiest combo possible.
0: Yeah. Um, the other thing at 1500
2: is the games will be quicker. The games will be quicker, yeah. yeah. Tournaments will be not as clogged up. Yeah. Um... I, I voted 1500. Yeah. I was thinking about 1650. is kind of cool. I mean... It is tough to make a solid, very, very, very competitive 1500 list. There's always something else you want to add in there. Just, like, one more thing. I feel like 16, 1650 lets you add that one more thing. Yeah. But is that not why we're reducing it to 1500? In the first of, place, In the yeah. first place. Um, well, we talk, we're not going to talk about the state of the game, because we did that last episode. But I think that cutting it at 1500 kind of changes the state of the game.
0: Yeah. But I... I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing.
2: Yeah. The other but thing that they br- talked about in it was um, the ghost keel uh, unit. Yeah. I hardly, I never remember to use it, but you're allowed to make a unit that fires at you snap fire. Oh. You're allowed to do that once per game for each ghost keel model. Oh shit. Now ITC apparently already corrected it so it's only once for the unit. Oh. When rules <laughs> is written is each model has one of these abilities. So if you have a unit of three, you can do it yeah. three times. Uh, they're voting to see if people want to bring that back to the way it is. Because I think rules is written. And I honestly don't think... You can use that up in one turn. Everybody fire at the ghost kills. Okay, that unit has to snap oh, fire. it's each unit. That unit, I unit has see. to snap fire okay. at that unit. It's not once for everybody, right? You so, can't
0: declare, like, this shooting phase everything that shoots the ghost no, kill. No, okay. no. It's just
2: once per unit that yeah. fires at them, and you only have three of them. So just the strategy against it is, you know... If I want to make that one really good unit have to snap fire all game at me,
0: no problem. But just have a bunch of good things fire at me, and I'm gonna use it. Yeah, I we were talking about this at Tuesday Night Gaming. Hey, come out! Uh, Tuesday Night Gaming the other day, yeah. where this was under the context of invisibility, but instead of all the snap firing, say like, okay, they have to fire less skill weapons, skill one.
2: I think that's so that. What,
0: that's what ITC did to it. Oh, yeah. well that's good then, because then you can still use blast and yeah. template weapons. Okay. I'm cool though. From what I understand. It might still be snap shooting shooting but in close combat it's definitely weapons. Oh, weapons. yeah, yes yeah, It's for invisibility. Yeah. I mean just in general. Oh, in general, yeah. For, like, th- for things like the Ghost skill, because you're going to... Like they have crazy stealth stuff so I want to run templates to get rid of them yeah. but now, oh, I have to snap fire Well, I can't fire all these templates I just arranged out in front of yeah. you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, th- I don't know. I don't know if that'd be balanced, like, anyways. Cool, man. Well,
2: let's take a break, and we'll come back with some
0: rules lawyering. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) And we're back for rules lawyering. Rules lawyering. So, tonight on the show, we're tackling an issue that's very close to my heart.
2: Well, Um, I've seen it talked about a lot in stores. mm Mm-hmm. And that is mainly for Space Marines, I think. Yeah. But can other chapters, or specifically, I guess, other codexes, mm-hmm. not chapters like uh, Black Templars or, or such, Yeah. that are in the Space Marines Codex, but can chapters such as like Blood Angels or Dark Angels, can they take
0: formations that are in the Space Marines Codex? Or formations that aren't in the space marine codex like the sky hammer annihilation mm-hmm. stuff that comes out in campaign books and such well in this case it's a sheet of paper inside a limited run bundle yeah yeah so that's the question night mm-hmm. um, well
2: this first came up because we were finding we were trying to find a way for you to be more competitive yeah to add right. in more formations because blood angels to be honest they don't have a
0: whole lot they, their formations are garbage. Yeah. I
2: mean, I think when the Codex came out, their formations were on par with the other formations that were kind of showing up. Yeah, Like, we were just looking at it like plus one to initiative. Yeah. The... For early formations, great. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at that compared to some of the Dark Eldar ones, very on par. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, but when you look at the power creep that's going on now, now they don't hold up to anything. Yeah.
0: So, regular listeners should know I play Blood Angels... I have lots of Assault Marines already, so mm-hmm. and I have enough draw pods, so I was looking at the Skyhammer with great interest, even if I'd have to proxy my guys as regular uh, Space Marines.
2: Mm-hmm. But what we were trying to figure out was could you use Skyhammer
0: with, at, Blood, with Angels. Blood Angels? Yeah.
2: Because,
0: okay, what are the unit requirements for. Two Assault Squads, two Devastator Squads. Restrictions Each Devastator Squad must take a draw pod as a dedicated transport. Each assault squad must be equipped with jump packs. There is nothing in there that says faction space marines. Uh, also, the box sets for those two squads, or all three of those units, including drop pods, are not faction specific. They can be used by Dark Angels, Blood Angels, in some cases Space Wolves. Mm-hmm. So the title
2: of the data slate for those units is aren't same. Blood Angel assault squads. No. Whereas you do have certain units that are um, name-specific, right? Like you have a... Sanguinary Guard. Yeah, or a Ball Predator. Yeah. right? A Death Company Dreadnought. Yeah. Um, Those are name-specific. They're not the same unit.
0: However... Similarly, similarly like uh, Space Wolves, their units are named differently. Completely different, yeah. yeah. You
2: couldn't do Space
0: Wolves in any of these
2: formations because... Then unit names just don't match up. Yeah. Well, um, someone like was Raiders mentioning right. for a uh, for the Dark Angels, their chaplain is named something else. I
0: think. Uh, they have an interrogator chaplain. That's what it is. Yeah. But they have a work. They might have a regular chaplain. But you couldn't as well.
2: use an interrogator chaplain in these formations because the names don't match up. Yeah. Um, so you mm-hmm. did run it the other day, and then you realized that. Um, I've run it. Um, no, but you realized that you couldn't take you used them as blood angels originally, like your yeah. intention was, and then you realized you had grav weapons in your Devastator squads, and you said, oh wait, my Devastators can't take grav weapons.
0: Yeah, blood angels can't take grav weapons. Mm-hmm. So,
2: so at that point you just realized that you Well, ra- I just ra- said, so. like,
0: I'm just not using Furious Charge, or not using any tactics.
2: Any tactics, tactics at, at all, yeah.
0: Chapter tactics, that's mm-hmm. it.
2: But we started to look into it more to try and come up with a
0: conclusive decision. Yeah, so uh, I would say my argument is here like we said, they're named the same.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, these units can be used, or these kits can be used interchangeably between multiple armies. When the uh, box bundle deal dropped, all the stuff in there was for can be used by different armies. Mm-hmm. If you go on GW's website and look at pictures of an assault squad or a devastator squad, they are painted in multiple codex colors, mm-hmm. like Blood Angels, Dark Angels, Ultramarines, etc. Mm-hmm. So... It would, look, it would appear that you would be able to use them and as Blood Angels or Dark Angels. And not only that, but I would make the argument that it's balanced. So for Blood Angels, the advantage would be I have Furious Charge. So mm-hmm. my Assault Marines are going to get a nice little boost. However, disadvantage is I can't get Grav Cannons, which are one of the best weapons in the game right now. And they're expensive at 35 points a pop. But even so, that is still an amazing deal for AP2, five shots the turn they come in each, uh, re-rolling to wound with gravams. Now, I thought part of the problem would be uh, Descent of Angels Warlord trait, which, for example, Dante gets automatically, which uh, makes for more accurate uh, Deep Striking. However, that only applies to the Warlord's detachment, so it wouldn't be able to be taken by the Skyhammer. Um... Dark Angels, they get Grav Cannons, but their chapter, quote unquote chapter tactics is like stubborn and Overwatch Bliss Skill 2, so mm-hmm. it's not, at, it's not really focused on the Skyhammer, it's not really a boost, mm-hmm. so I don't think that's too overpowering.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there, so, are, there
2: are some arguments against it though.
0: Yeah, some compelling ones I admit.
2: Um, ones that I think kind of give us a final answer. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently on the GW store page, for the Skyhammer formation at least.
0: Which is down now, because mm-hmm. that was limited.
2: Um, this formation is under Space Marines, only not any other Marines. So where they have, like, they have a Space Marines category on the GW page, and then they would have, like, a Blood Angels one. This formation was under the Space Marines yeah, one.
0: where, like, Assault... Marine uh, assault squads under multiple pages Mm
2: -hmm. Um, whereas if they intended it to be for other chapters you think Mm -hmm. they would have put it under all these other ones
0: Um, there's also there is some precedent for multiple chapter uh, formations in Apocalypse Mm -hmm. like you can take um, I think it's Masters of the Chapter is one of those formations where you take a chapter master and then like four to nine captains or something like that Mm -hmm. and it says specifically the chapter master can be swapped out for Marnius Calgar, Pedro Cantor, Dante, yeah. Azrael. So, so it's meant to be
2: over um, allies of the Imperium, I guess it would be. Yeah,
0: but that's listed as just a Space Marine mm-hmm. uh, formation. So um,
2: Now, the big argument, though, and this is the biggest one, is that when you look at the data sheets of units, yeah, uh, I'm going to open up the Space Marine Codex, I'll let you open up your Blood Angels one. Um, at the top center of the unit, there's an icon, mm-hmm. a symbol, and this is different for every army. Tower yeah. has a special one, Dark Elder has one, Space Marines have one. It's like the wings with a skull and a sword through it.
0: Mine's wings with blood droplets. Exactly. So
2: that differentiates the different factions. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same um, for Allies of Convenience and stuff, for the Allies Chart. Yeah. Your Battle Brothers because you're Allies of the Imperium.
0: Yeah, Armies of the Imperium. Armies yeah. of the
2: Imperium, but it is still... A separate faction. And, and
0: this is called out specifically in the rules on page 114 of the Space Marine book or page 50 of the Blood Angels book and right before the War Gear list of any codex, mm-hmm. it's explaining what a data sheet is and number one in both cases the books we have in front of us are both uh, faction. The unit's faction is shown here by a symbol. All units that have the symbol which is all units described in this book have the blood angels faction and in
2: mine it says have the space marines faction yeah
0: and the Tau or the tau empire faction yeah. or whatever
2: now when you look at the decurion of the space marine the gladius strike force it mm-hmm. doesn't have that symbol however in the restrictions it says all units in the detachment must have space marines faction yeah so we've clearly realized that blood angels or dark angels whatever it's not space marines faction
0: yeah uh, similarly, Ball Strike Force, page 110 of the Blood Angels book. Restrictions all units in the must have the Blood Angels faction or be fortifications.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at the actual formations in the Space Marines Codex, it doesn't say all models from this formation must be taken from the Space Marines Codex. However, at the top of the data sheet for that formation, it has that symbol. Yeah, And when it has that symbol, it means that only this faction can take this formation.
0: Yeah, same with Blood Angels Battle Company uh, page 98. I mean, it's called Blood Angels Battle Company, but besides that, it doesn't have any restrictions but it does have the Blood Angels symbol at the top of the formation. So this was definitely, Is there, sorry, is there anything you want to add? No, I don't think so. Huh? So this was definitely something I wanted to tackle because the Skyhammers formation I'm very interested in running. And to run it, WYSIWYG, I would need to purchase new models, specifically get, um, I, I would either need to run it as a Blood Angels formation, or purchase models to convert generic uh, Assault Squad champions, mm-hmm. as opposed to the ones I have that have like Hand Flamers and Infernal Pistols. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, there's no reason why you can't still, you, like, you're still Armies of the Imperium, right, you're still Battle, Battle Brothers, yep. so there's no reason why you can't take a Skyhammer give them ultramarine tactics oh there's a successor chapter of the ultramarines right you don't yeah. have to change the paint scheme at all you can still use whatever models you can salvage from your blood angels for it yeah right? and just make sure that the weapons conform with the space marine codex well
0: yeah so like if i'm going to run this what i'll end up doing is i'll need a second devastator squad mm-hmm. and so whether i do that uh heavy bolters or whatever or multi is, but i can i can do grav cannons now, yeah, yeah which are awesome yeah they're pretty pricey but awesome and uh for the assault squads i could take white scar chapter tactics which gives them hidden run mm-hmm. give them raven guard which allows him a re-rolled wound on hammer of wrath and a bunch of other stuff so mm-hmm. it's not bad i would have liked to have ran a blood angels sky hammer to keep it in the theme mm-hmm. but yeah. I, I mean, I
2: think that you're even still, we've mentioned it before, I don't think you're too far away from getting a lot more formations for Blood Yeah, I, I would be willing to say by the end of the summer, I think you're going to see it.
0: I would hope so. I also hope that... If not by the
2: end of the year, for sure, yeah. but I'm thinking probably with the rate that all this is coming out, I think you're going to see it.
0: Yeah, hopefully whatever campaign book drops is going to be two of the armies I play so like Blood well, Angel Elder would be awesome
2: what was Shield of Ball who was the real opponents in that uh Tyranids and they're thinking about getting new stuff yeah that's the rumor that they're going to get new stuff in the next few months so yeah. there's no reason a campaign can't come out with Blood Angel's formations in it yeah for sure right but I think that's what we've we've come to the final conclusion
0: yeah sad smiley with sorry you, job, don't, you don't get my sweet sweet space marine formations no I'll just have taken
2: as sweet sweet space marine <laughs> formations <laughs> Right on. Uh, we're going to take a short break and we'll come back with our main topic. Kill yep. teams. Excellent.
0: So, for our, our main topic of this show, we are discussing kill team, hmm. which is a... Depending on the edition, it's an official or unofficial uh, rules, alter, alternate rules for Warhammer 40,000. Yeah,
2: I think the best way to
0: describe it is, is like... A Warhammer mini game. Yeah, it's a it's a skirmish game mm-hmm. using Warhammer rules and models and, of uh, you know, background information and stuff. But like much smaller much, scale. Much
2: smaller scale. Not, you can have long longer games of kill team. Yeah, right. But generally, it's around two hundred points is your average kill team game. Yeah. Um. So it's a smaller game of Warhammer. However um in most of the versions Mm -hmm. each individual model is a separate unit yeah so a squad doesn't move as a whole squad together the models move individually around the field it's supposed to simulate more and it's a
0: four by four table generally yeah so smaller table smaller with lots of
2: terrain yeah so it's supposed to be like a very more closed in view of a battle
0: yeah it's more like necromunder mordaheim closer to that yep I feel like I like
2: there's a little bit of a inquisitor feel to it as well.
0: Yeah, but not de- definitely not as in depth. Not as in
2: depth. It's not coming down to like where did you hit the guy when you hit him and stuff yeah. like that. But there's a lot more strategy, I guess, involved as in like moving flanking and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so we have found four different iterations of the rules. I think yeah. And we're gonna Go over them. We think this is exhaustive, but there might have been another rule set from some. I'm sure there are
2: a bunch of different types, but these are the four main ones
0: that we yeah. found. So, kill team started in fourth edition mm-hmm. as a alternate way to play or a supplement in the back of the core rulebook.
2: Yeah, this version feels more like a mini game where. Mm-hmm. They give you the scenario, whereas Kill Team now, which we'll talk about, has evolved to more, you just play, I play as an army, you play as an army, we're just playing a smaller game of Warhammer almost. Um, This version is more like, okay, you get a Kill Team Mm -hmm. of like 150 points from your codex, and it has to be led by a certain character or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And then I pick um, what faction I'm going to be. Yeah. And depending on the number of, depending on the army that you picked, I get to have a certain number of three-man brute squads. Right. Or it's like the army that I'm playing, I get a certain amount of three-man squads of that.
0: So it's like one guy is the heroes and one guy is like the villains. Yeah, sort of instead of like, just playing like
2: a pickup game, it's very much like I play as the bad guys, you play as the, the yeah. awesome kill team that has all the, I play as generic troops. you yeah. play as specialist troops that all have like upgrades and stuff.
0: Yeah, I plays the A team. You plays the goons. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, if this version of the rules plays a lot more like Warhammer, where you pick units, so you yeah. would have a unit of like a tactical squad, or you would have
1: a
0: a um, what's it called squad, a like veteran a veteran squad, or a something like that. Yeah, Grey Hunters pack, mm-hmm. or a Necron warriors, and you'll move them all together,
2: and they move just like the same mechanics of 40k, um, which I don't know. That's not kill team to me. I yeah. like the uh, moving the individual you
0: models. You still, I'm pretty sure you can still take specialists and like different weird mm-hmm. war gear so options and that. In this,
2: the, you pick three models, not units, individual models that count as specialists, and okay. those models get to pick from
0: certain rules. that oh, okay. They have. Yeah, that's kind of a theme. Like you have your core guys, and mm-hmm. then one or two leaders, and then a couple handful of specialists. Yeah. And that seems to carry through most editions. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like there's
2: campaign rules to this. No, I don't at think At this point, is. it was just kind of stand... They had, like, six missions that you can
0: kind of stand alone and mm-hmm. do. Um, yeah, that campaign section's for... Yeah, like there's Warhammer a campaign section Cam- here. But that's that's for Warhammer campaigns. That. Yeah. So, the next set of rules that we discovered uh, are a kill team event pack mm-hmm. for an event at Warhammer World in Nottingham, England. So, this is from 6th edition, and it's... um. I, it's it's not um, like the Brute Squad's NPC sort of thing. Mm. It's definitely like we each bring our At own this kill point, team. it had been
2: evolved to we each bring our own kill team. Yeah. And we're going up against each other.
0: Um, so it starts off around the same thing. Uh, I think 200 points. Um, 200 points a team. Uh, major restrictions on what you can bring. So at this point, you can never bring a model with a 2 plus save. Mm-hmm. Um, multi-wounds, I'm pretty sure, restricted, vehicles I restricted. I think, two in
2: that version, it's a maximum of, like, 32 wounds on the table or something like that. 33 wounds on the table. Yeah, it might be. Um, That's a common rule as well.
0: Okay. The other thing is, you still need to purchase full squads. And it's, you have, like, a small force orb chart, or so, like, one elite, one fast attack, two troops. Mm-hmm. And then you select three of your models, and they become specialists, and you give them, like, uh, un- one universal special rule each. You don't actually select your leader in this. It's just whoever has the highest leadership.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And there, there seems to be rules. Yeah, so there's rules for, um, uh, rules for campaigns, like they gain uh, different upgrades and stuff, but I think it's just your leader. In that, it's
2: just your leader can gain upgrades okay. depending on like the results. I think.
0: Yeah. So it's very basic. Um, if so, anyone wants it, like you know, contact us on Facebook and send it your way. I think but this was made for a large tournament scale. Yeah. Well, it, as well. it's a it's a GW event. Yeah. it Was made for, and the pack comes with a mission and like a code of conduct. So I feel like the rules
2: are a lot more simple and meant to be played over a weekend, almost mm-hmm. if not a single day. Yeah. So it's easy upgrading, not a lot of micromanagement. Yeah. Which we'll talk about later, because there is certain versions that do have a lot of micromanagement with your individual squads and everything.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, However, there's also one from Horus Heresy,
0: I believe. So in book three from the Forge World series, uh, Extermination, there's a campaign called Victory is Vengeance, and this represents... um, the fallout after the Esteban Massacre. So most of the loyalists have been killed off who were present there and most of the traitors have uh, left to you know continue prosecuting the horse heresy. Uh, so what's left is the loyalists who are the survivors and the traitors who are the exterminators. And the way this plays out is resources are a big factor. Both sides have limited resources, mm-hmm. in what they can bring, and those were represented by uh, three different categories. So armor, uh, representing uh, remember this is a horse series. So this is just Space Marines. So armor representing like scraps they've uh, had to salvage to maintain their power armor, ammunition so you can like run out of ammunition, and personnel which is how many like tro- uh, how many points worth of troops you can get. Mm-hmm. You allocate different points, resource points, to each of these categories. And the way this works, you have 150 points to put into up to 3 leader models, mm-hmm. and then you have anywhere from 200 to 350 points for individual personnel models.
2: Yeah, but in Horse Heresy, the individual models cost more points,
3: don't they?
0: Uh, Depends. Mm-hmm. It varies. Um, for this, you use the upgrade points like... If you buy a tax quad, it might start at, like, 200 points for 10 guys, mm-hmm. but every model after that is only 10 points or something. Oh, okay. So, like, the initial cost can be more expensive, but when you top up the unit, it gets cheap, progressively so, okay. cheaper, progressively cheaper. So so you buy whole units in this version as well? No, just individual so you models. You buy individual Yeah, yeah just okay. individual models. Um, and there is uh, progression for, like, gaining experience and stuff, but it's only for the leaders. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. It's got lots of just like different rules, and like leaders get different rules and stuff. Are there campaign rules? Yeah, these, yes, there's campaign rules. It like it's a campaign system. It's Mm -hmm. not even meant to be a one off because that's what how that determines how many points you bring to the table. How much? How much energy you've put into personnel Mm instead of armor or ammunition? Mm -hmm. And they have specific missions and like you know, way to win the campaign. Like, if the survivors hit this many campaign points, they win, and by the end of the campaign, if they haven't, then the exterminators win. Mm-hmm. I
2: mean, we so. were talking a little bit about this before, because um, I haven't read these. You read these ones. Mm-hmm. And um, you had mentioned something about having to keep track of your ammo and the amount of shots that you had fired and stuff.
0: Yeah, um, I couldn't... I just glanced over it quickly before it, but I, ammunition is... Uh, I think it like r- screws up how you uh, how you hit. Like if you're rolling a lot of ones, you might roll up run up ammo on like a two plus or a five oh, okay, plus or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't find it quickly. It's somewhere buried in here. So. Anyways, yeah. Anyway, so like, but that's how ammunition works. Is you can run. You have the possibility of running out of ammunition during the game,
2: mm-hmm. which um, is that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, the way armor works is if your armor is abundant, you you know. Get different uh, bonuses like reroll charge rolls, but if you armor is scarce, then no no model can run. Uh, they can't perform sweeping advance. They so roll an extra d six for charges and discard the highest. so There's serious penalties mm-hmm. if you're you know run if you're short on supplies. So, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So, do you like these rules? Um, yeah, I like them. It would be. They're cool, but it's a lot to keep track of. Mm-hmm. I was actually originally going to use these rules as part of a campaign. Actually, during the Hunt for the World Thief campaign, I wanted mm-hmm. to have like major armies doing a like serious invasion of Carnivora, but also like assassin units sent in to try and find and kill the world thief, and plus like the counterinsurgency units sent by the uh, Lords of Carnivora. And um, I'll bring up another campaign I've heard about that's utilized Kill Team mm-hmm. in a little bit. But uh, you have a fan base rule set that so, is awesome.
2: Yeah, so these are the ones that I like the most. They're the ones that when I do play Kill Team, I play with. Um,
0: I also think they're they're also my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: it's called Herald of Ruins. Mm-hmm. And that's the website, heraldofruins.blogspot.ca. Uh, yeah,
0: if you Google kill team, they'll be one of the first ones. I think, they, I think they are the first one, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, but these ones are awesome, man. They really took the time to like even everything out in the yeah. game. They were all these other ones, use the whole codexes and then give you restrictions on what you're allowed to, um, like the maximum that you're allowed to bring in and the point costs and stuff like that. Yeah. These ones are really supposed to be okay. I bring a unit of fire warriors, so my team leader is the is the Shazui, the sergeant. Mm-hmm. That's the leader of my whole group. Yeah, and then maybe I'll have like two pathfinders in there, or I might have a few drones or something like that. No. However, each model acts individually. Yeah. So it would really be like you, your, your setup could be like a city block,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it would and really, it would be your individual fire team all the guys setting up their points and everything as they're moving along. Um, some of the missions are really, really good, too. They make for even... Because you can really just hide your guys if you wanted to, but a lot of the missions are, like, uh, taken hold and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Like, they, it is its whole own, like, mission table. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I also so. really like the Herald of Ruin rules because um, it's a really good campaign system.
0: Yeah, they have their own campaign... Like, its own campaign mm-hmm. supplement. Um, specifically for it
2: you get some complaints from some of the players because they have their own codexes so it tells you in there what units you're allowed to take for HQs it, which ones you can take for cores yeah to be clear
0: it's like they have specific kill team codexes mm-hmm. so you use your codex army book for um, certain things like war gear list and weapon lists yes, yes. but they have they,
2: some of the war gear or the upgrades they have a specialized list that you have
1: to use
0: yeah but not all of them. But, like, for example, in the Blood Angels list, it says, like, this model can take a weapon from the melee list. That melee list is in my codex, yeah. not on yeah. the kill team rules. Mm-hmm. And it also has different things that I can't get in my codex. So, great example, Dark Eldar have um, old-school Incubi upgrades. So I can take an Incubi and give him a Tormentor Helm and Punisher, mm-hmm. which I think is fucking amazing, because I have those models and... Tormentor Helm, Tormentor Helm's are one of those like weird, goofy things from Third Edition, which I think are awesome. So, and are those the head
3: guns? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> the pistols on top of your head. and uh-huh. They're like wearing freaking Doctor Seuss caps that fire splinters.
2: Um. So, the reason why I like these ones so much, as I mentioned before, was because they're really adaptable to um, campaigns, mm-hmm. and. Heralds of Ruin have a really good campaign system that they've built. Do
0: you want to talk about the campaign system?
2: Yeah. I haven't read over that yet, so Um, go ahead. So, it's a lot like any other campaign systems where, you know, each person can make their movement. You can kind of, you can readjust the rules however you want for this. It's not Mm -hmm. so clear on, like, how you would move around a campaign, whether you, you would use, like, a ladder or a map campaign, however you wanted to do it. Okay. You can really readjust the rules to there, but this is more for, like, upgrading your guys. So if you wanted to play, like, a six-game campaign, like a ladder campaign,
0: okay, how see. you could
2: upgrade them here. But there's no reason why if you did a map campaign, which mm-hmm. is what we're going to talk about afterwards, that's what I'm doing, um, you can just keep the upgrade system yeah. for every turn on the mm-hmm. map campaign, right? Yeah. Um, so how you would start this one is you build a starting force, of 250 points out of the codexes. Yeah. And then your starting team is 200 points out of that force.
0: So it's like you're taking a 250-point like master roster, and yeah. then when you play a game, you select 200 points from that roster. From that
2: roster. So okay. as you go along, in between, you gain, um, they call it RP. I think it's called requisition. Requisition points? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: And... You get certain requisition points for winning a game will give you, like, five. Mm -hmm. Uh, Losing a game, I think, will give you... No, I don't think you get any. But you You get three for a draw. Um, Mm -hmm. You get ten for just playing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Things like you get three if you take out the team leader of the opposing team. Okay, so, like, like little secondary. First blood gets you two. Now, these are technically money. Yeah. So you can, after the game, you can use these RP. To upgrade certain things like mm-hmm. um, you can upgrade units. So, what you can do is even though you buy each model individually, so let's say I buy um, five fire warriors, yeah, I buy each of those guys individually, but then you can squad them up together. Now, this doesn't mean that they have to stick together in mm-hmm. formation, right? Sorry, you would group them up together. A squad yeah. is a, a squad has to stay together, like a yeah. like imperial Guardsmen or a squad,
0: yeah, there are small squads in yes. this, but like, but they
2: count as a group as well. So, you can either group up individual models or have Mm -hmm. a squad, which is a group, and you only spend, when you upgrade one of those models, all the models in the squad, in the group, get that upgrade. So, if you give one fire warrior plus one ballistic skill, the whole group gets plus one ballistic
0: skill. Yeah. And that's only, generally, that's only um, like bigger, like uh, more swarmy units or armies that have squads, right? Like Tyranids, Imperial Guard. That have the actual squad
2: thing, yeah. Like yeah. an artillery platform would be like... Uh,
0: yeah. Like, did Tau have squads? Um, drones are squads. Oh, okay. So a drone that, that squadron is a yeah. squad,
2: right? They have to stick together.
0: Like Blood Angels, I don't think have any squads. No, I doubt they would. Don't Maybe scouts.
2: Um, so you can use your RP to upgrade um, your guys. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of different things you can get. Um, however... If the module, if the model, well, <laughs> now I can't talk. If the model is a casualty, so if it's taken out of play, whether it runs off the board or whatever, mm-hmm. you roll a die at the end of the game, and on certain rolls, that model can die outright. Nice. Or it can escape with injury. If the model yeah. dies outright, you lose that model and all the points that you've put into it.
0: Okay. Yeah, However, yeah.
2: if a if a group, let's say two models of the group die, you can mm-hmm. reinforce that. You can get new recruits for that group. Mm-hmm and they gain the abilities that that group already has. Yeah. But if everyone in that group is killed, then all the points you spend yeah. are gone. Um, or you can spend RP to upgrade your base. So at your base, you at every level, oh. there's five levels of bases. The mm-hmm. first level lets you bring a team of 200. The second level lets you bring a team of 250. Okay. So you can continue to recruit more models into your total force, but when it comes to upgrading your... Your base, you upgrade the, the size of the team that you bring into the game.
0: Yeah, so it's like your base of operations. Yeah. You hide out your operating, your uh-huh. upgrading.
2: So you might have been spending your RP to upgrade your guys so they're better, mm-hmm. but I spent my RP to get more recruits Yeah, and to upgrade my base. So I'm bringing 300 points, well you're only bringing 200, but your guys are better than mine. They're more right. buffed.
0: because I don't pay points for upgrades I've spent RP on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay.
2: Um... But then you can also upgrade certain, like, you can get new buildings to your base. Like, you can get a comms relay. Okay. So you gain a comms relay in your deployment zone during games. Oh, okay. And that's money that you spent to put out your base. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And I like the uh, the injury chart, like I said, for a guy is a casualty, you roll a die at the end of the game. One, two, he's dead. Three to six, he's fully recovered. Uh, special models, though, like characters. Mm-hmm. It's on a 3-6 to six fully recovered, on a 2 it's beaten up, so they have a temporary injury for the next game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on a 1 it's grievously injured, and you roll another D6, and on a 1-3 to three, they're dead. On a 4-6 to six, they have a permanent uh, negative modifier to one of their stats, mm-hmm. and there's another table that you roll on for that. So it really carries on the, yeah. the aspect of injuring
0: like yeah. models throughout the game. And I think it's really cool too, because you'll like, grow attached to different models, and like... Maybe start naming them or, like, coming up with backstories mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is that there are older armies in here that you can run. So, for example, I mean, we're about to, when we're recording this, uh, the Death Watch Killzone? Is that what it's called? It's about to drop the new board game thing? Is it
3: called
2: Killzone?
0: Kill something. Something. I don't know. A Death Watch game. I
2: don't think, yeah, I think it is called Killzone.
0: Anyways, but, like... You know, for years, long before that, they've had a Death Watch kill team thing. They have Gene Steer cults in here. They have Harlequins, which, I mean, aren't, are pretty standard now, but this was before the Codex came out. Sisters of Battle, Adeptus Arbites. Uh, they also have Adeptus Mechanicus, which are updated to 7th. Oh, and, are they? Yeah. Yeah, most so of they, these a are. A lot of these
2: they try to keep updated. They've said on their forums that, um, and their forums are pretty active.
0: Oh, but, really? Yeah.
2: But they've said on the forums that, guys, you can't expect us to update everything. Like, if there's mm-hmm. a codex on here that hasn't been updated, try and update it. Yeah. And if you put it out there, people are going to start commenting on it, and we can get it revised. Yeah. Right? Because, like, you can't just sit back and start complaining about, hey, where's, where's this upgrade to the new Tau codex or something like that? When's the new Space Wolves one going to yeah. come out? Right? Just make it yourself and Have see how people like it.
0: Have you thought of updating the Tau one? The
2: TAL one is pretty up-to-date. Oh, okay. Um, there are a few, I think someone has updated... The latest Tal one. The Tal one that's on the website when you go to Codexes isn't the most modern one, but someone put it up in the forum. Oh, And they okay. add a lot of things in yeah. there, right? Like um, Breacher squad. Well, okay, here's the thing. Um, a fire team, like a strike squad, yeah. which has pulse rifles and pulse carbines, mm-hmm. is different than a breacher squad.
0: Yeah.
2: Right? Um, on the one that he did, he has it under the same listing, Fire Warrior, yeah. and then the weapons that he can take. Well, I'm pretty sure in a squad Mm -hmm. like if i'm gonna group up five fire warriors right they all i'm pretty sure have to have the same weapon
0: yeah yeah they can take pulse carbines i don't know if they've the new like that's not the new one the one you're looking
2: at it isn't revised yet they don't have they don't have the missile pods in there or anything like that like the dsa
0: turrets disregard everything we're talking about then uh so on the independent characters podcast uh, one of the later co hosts, Dawn, was running a campaign called the Inquisition Wars as local store endgame in mm-hmm. Oakland, California. And the way this worked, there were three opposing factions uh, Puritan Inquisitors, Radicals, and Renegades. And any army could participate, but each army had to have a kilt, uh, had to have an Inquisitor with war warband.
3: Oh, cool. And
0: they'd run. I don't know if it was weekly or monthly, but they'd had two game days uh, on Tuesdays and then on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And on Tuesdays they ran kill team, and you had to bring your Inquisitor Inquisitor Warband for the kill team, Mm -hmm. and that was like and what your army was for that day or your team was. That's really cool. And on the weekends you'd run your Inquisitor would have to be a part of your army. Mm -hmm. They advise revised the rules so that Inquisitors could be with like Tyranids and Necrons Mm -hmm. and stuff. So that I thought that was really cool. And like I said, I was trying to implement something like this for my last campaign, mm-hmm. but it kind of fell through from time, restrictions and well, stuff. Well, we kind of have
2: a bit of a solution to that, is that I'm going to be running a Kill Team campaign. Yeah, you are. In a few weeks. Um, it's probably going to start by the time this episode comes out, and it'll probably be a week after, I think, that the campaign will be starting up.
0: Okay. Well, it's starting in two... Like, three what, weeks. In three weeks? This will probably be out in about a week, yeah. so... About
2: two weeks from when you hear this. <laughs> but we're going to start... I'm going to start posting pictures up on uh, on the Facebook page. And yeah. I'm sure there'll also be pictures going up on the Games Workshop Young and Lawrence page. Because mm-hmm. um, that's where the campaign's going to be. Yeah. But uh, I've asked you to kindly write up a nice storyline yeah. for the campaign.
0: So I haven't got it all done quite yet. <laughs> no, but, but
2: the ideas that you were tossing around to me were... I really like them. Yeah. And you came up with the idea that why don't we make the campaign in the same sector that you do all your campaigns in mm-hmm. and then that way eventually our goal is to host kind of like a Southern Ontario campaign.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: And if it's gonna be in that same sector, at least it'll keep it'll introduce the players that'll be playing in this kill team campaign into the sector that you're
0: Yeah. Exactly. Right about right. Into the pilgrim sector, there you as go. it's called. <laughs> These are all things that I'll learn. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I don't have too much fleshed out for it. I'm mm-hmm. just building it as I go. Yeah. Well, that's great though. Yeah. It keeps it so open. the uh, The neighboring sector that's like mostly fleshed out, but mm-hmm. not this one. Not this one. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so the
2: campaign should be good. I think. Um. I think we're gonna have a pretty good turnout for it because I was asking around, just kind of like. Putting the feelers out there, seeing if anyone was interested in playing Kill Team. Yeah. And everyone was like, yeah, that sounds so amazing. This is so great. And I told them how, like, how customized this campaign system is. But really, like, individual, like, working on each individual guy. And, okay, mm-hmm. did this guy die? Oh, no. Like, each guy needs, like, a new, like, his own name. Because you have to keep track of that individual model. Mm-hmm. Right? And whether he's injured or hasn't, gets killed outright or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what weapons he has, what weapons you might upgrade him
0: to eventually. Maybe it's like extra grenades mm-hmm. or special weapons or and equipment.
2: I'm really happy that it seems like everyone's in agreement that it needs to be one hundred percent WYSIWYG and one hundred percent painted. Nice. So I was saying before you get RP for you get ten RP for playing a game. Mm-hmm. We decided that it's gonna be five RP for playing a game and five RP for fielding a fully painted army. Okay, cool. So it's like okay, well you... It's also supposed to be good like good publicity for the store. Get yeah, people yeah. involved in buying a new army. Mm-hmm. If you're not a fast painter and you find out about the campaign a week before it starts, you shouldn't be held back by, oh, you mean I have to build all of this and paint it all to what I want the level of it to be yeah. in one week? No, no, no. It's just you're not going to get as many points to upgrade your guys until everything is at least three colors.
0: I think that's pretty fair. Yeah.
2: Um, uh, I like it a bit more than the... Like preferred enemy, but granted, yeah. preferred enemy is for like uh, games that don't carry over through like campaigns with points and stuff like that. It's more for like tournaments and everything.
0: Yeah, well, I, I'm using it for mine, but we don't have for my campaign. But we don't have like a progress progression system. For yeah, exactly. Like units gaining experience mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, I think that's really cool.
2: I mean, I, I it's my first time running a campaign. Yeah. Right. So, I'm finding it interesting. I'm a little nervous.
0: <laughs> well, the way I find it is it, I always treat it as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I've made mistakes in every campaign I've run. This is my third yeah. third campaign. And, like, you know, I'm still learning things. Like, I probably should mention it's not will progress, but, like, I recently had to amend the rules because... I hadn't thought of ties, yeah. and a tie came up, and I mm-hmm. didn't make a decision what happened there. And also team games. There was nothing for team games, but that was... Players were worried. It's like, well, what if two players invade on one territory? Yeah. What's gonna Do have I to play happen? two separate
2: games, or is it a team game? Yeah, team
0: exactly. Other? So I had to amend that, and it, it wasn't the solution I would have implemented if it had been at the start of the campaign, mm-hmm. but coming in halfway through... It was fine, I think.
2: I think a big part of like me being nervous about it is the fact that it's not not just at like some gaming store where we use their tables on a Saturday. Mm. It's like it's at a GW store. I think that adds a bit of pressure to it. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, maybe, but feeling like it has to be good because it's at a GW store.
0: Yeah, but it's not like GW releases every topic. They release is perfect. No, no, I know. No. I'm not saying it has to be perfect. Uh, just... Codex. Um, Codex Legion, the Damned, an army that cannot be fielded on its own. Like, they don't. Uh, they, you'll be fine. <laughs> if you have any questions, you can always ask someone. You can, yeah. You well, no, I think
2: that there's going to be someone helping me out with it as well. It can't just be me. Like someone's going to be also like
0: yeah, they're know it, the
2: rules like the back of their hand and
0: yeah. be able to
2: answer any questions and stuff like that. Yeah. But I've decided because it is like there's so much upgrading and so many points that you can spend and how you have to convert RP into points like one RP. converts into five points. Mm. So like calculating how many RP you're spending to get so many points and then what you're using those points to buy to reinforce your army and stuff. It's a lot of rolling. I'd probably say it's about a good 15 to 20 minutes of rolling after the game, all the results. Oh, wow. Depending on how much RP you have and how much Mm -hmm. you plan on. Maybe you've been saving up and this is finally enough. Like it can end up being a good 20 minutes of figuring out if these guys are dead, if what I'm buying, what I'm upgrading. That I'm gonna, so I'm gonna have a battle report sheet, mm. and there'll be like fucking a hundred of them behind the counter, yeah. at least, right? And then you go and before you start your battle, you grab a battle report with you fill out your opponent, you and your opponent, how many RP you have, and everything like that yeah. going into the game. And then there'll be a slot for casualties, yeah. which models were casualties, and then you roll the die there after the game with your opponent. Okay, you write right, they were mm-hmm. saved, they were dead, whatever, right? Yeah. And then what you bought afterwards will be another box underneath that. What did yeah. you buy? What did you upgrade? And then your finished RP
0: at yeah. the end.
2: And then both players have to sign the sheet.
0: Oh, okay. And That's then, a good... I think day. that,
2: and then you just leave it up at the front, mm-hmm. and then when I come by the store, I mean, I'm there enough, but like yeah. when I come by the store or whoever else is helping me out, they can make notes of, okay, this happened, this happened. Yeah. Re, They'll have your master sheet of what your force looks like, mm-hmm. just in case there are any discrepancies or anything like that. Yeah. And I can make the changes on mine, and mm-hmm. it should if I ask to see yours, it should match up perfectly fine. Yeah. Right? Um, I think that kind of works, like counters the, the cheating, the fact that you have to have somebody, not that I think anyone would
0: cheat, but it's it's just good for accountability. Yeah. You just, yeah. Like, um, I think most people in the club who know me know I'm not going to cheat, like, because I've, I remember like someone coming back from the, my opponent coming back from the washroom, it's like, oh, by the way, these two sanguinary guard failed their, dangerous train test and then they're armor saving or dead yeah it's like oh it's like you're definitely not a cheater yeah but, like, exactly, but yeah. I'm running my campaign I'm also playing it and I could go on the email account and you know look at everyone's rules uh, moves before submitting it before, but, I've, yeah. but I've like put in safeguards to do that mm-hmm. so um to hold myself accountable, I should say. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, is why
2: I want to do that is because, like, we're playing the Age of Sigmar campaign right now, mm-hmm. and it has a similar system where you can spend points to upgrade um, certain units, yeah. right? Or your Warlord. But it's a little bit more simple because yeah. there's it's very much like, oh, I have three points. I'll spend those three points on this one upgrade. Yeah. It's not like I have 25 RP and I want to spend five to get these many points to get this one unit that I'm going to give plus one ballistic skill to and stuff like that, wow. Right. Um, so instead, of, and I also think there's going to be more people playing in the Kill Team campaign yeah. than in the Age of Sigmar. 40 So I thing. really don't have like Saturday morning to come there and make, even if I show up like an hour before we do the moves, I don't have time to like sit down with everyone for 15 minutes to do the rolls and everything like yeah. that. It's like, guys, it's a very um, micromanaging campaign. Mm-hmm. Just be aware of it when you join up. Yeah. And there is like a notice for saying that. Yeah. I already I mean, had someone ask me like, how in depth is this campaign. And I said to him, I was like, to be honest, man, it's a lot of micromanaging. It's gonna take yeah. up not like the games are fast, but you have to spend the time afterwards to like do your upgrades, or you're not gonna yeah. get a lot out of it. Yeah. He's well, like, then, oh, okay, well, I don't have that much time, but thanks for the offer, right? Yeah,
0: that's what I told my players for my map campaigns. Like, look, this isn't gonna be like the last one where you can skip three phases and then show up for the APOC game. Not that there's anything wrong with that, I wanna yeah. be clear. Mm-hmm. Like people've lives outside of the hobby that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I was telling people it's like there's gonna be weekly move submissions and you when now especially now that it's getting going where there's mm-hmm. like six new battles each week or something. It's yeah. so like you need to keep up for this and like make yourself available to the opponents otherwise you're just gonna lose territory. Yeah. And if you miss a week there's no recourse, you don't get another move later. Yeah, and this so. is
2: I had this kind of dilemma when I was coming I trying to decide how I wanted to do the campaign. Did Mm -hmm. I want to do it as like a ladder, right? Yeah. Like a tree campaign or did I want to do a map campaign? Mm -hmm. And then I realized that, well, we're probably going to have a lot of people. Yeah. And, um, when you do a map campaign, especially a lot of people like seeing this age of Sigmar one, the same guys, they try and show up more or less every weekend, but they don't always like there's always someone missing. Yeah. And I feel like, especially with how much micromanaging there is in the game itself mm-hmm. to also have that micromanaging of like your territories and who's attacking who and stuff like that. Yeah. Then I decided that it was just too much. And I would do the same thing we did with age of Sigmar where it's like, okay, we have a physical map to look at and I have, um, so I haven't decided yet three to five resource spots, mm-hmm. like spots on the map you can move your force to. Yeah. So you get one move every turn and it, they're unlimited distance.
0: Okay, you just so you can just
2: pick someone else's base to attack, or pick a resource center. Yeah, right. And then whoever else, if no one else is on that resource center, then you just win that game, right? And you get right. those resources. Um, if someone else lands it, then you got to play against them. Or if you attack someone else's base, you got to play against them. And if someone attacks your base, yeah, you got to play that. So you have the potential to play two games every week, at least. At, yeah, right. Uh,
0: well, no, do you, do you hold on to those places? After? No, you don't hold on. No, oh, I see. Okay, it's just
2: a game. It's it's a and then the winner is determined by the victory points that you get.
0: But they don't hold that territory afterwards? No, no. Okay. So that you
2: you can you can attack someone's base, and then next week your force just goes back to your base. Yeah. And then okay. we do the moves again, right? Oh, okay. Um, cool. However, there are three different roles that you're going to have, which can gain you additional victory points. Okay. So you get one victory point for winning, um, or maybe we'll change it, to, I'm not sure, maybe I'll change it to two for winning and then one for a draw, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But, so you get victory points for winning, Yeah. but then... If you play as, so there's Assassin, um, Territorial Conquest, or Resource Team. And it's your reason as to why you're in this city. Yeah. So if you're a resource team, you get, and I'm still kind of tossing around these ideas because I want them to be very even. Mm -hmm. Um, I have it being, you get one VP for winning a battle at a new resource spot. So you have to potentially get plus five VP. Mm-hmm. And then the re- at the resource spots, it's going to be a special game type where it's like a take and hold, yeah. but with multiple resources. Okay. And I'm thinking about making it plus one VP if you hold every single resource at the end of the game. Cool. Um, but then when you do defense missions, because that seems pretty easy to get compared to some of the other ones, mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking about making it when you play a defense game, you have a resource pile... And if yeah. the enemy is able to grab your resource mm-hmm. and hold it, you lose one VP. Oh, okay. So it's really easy to get, but anyone that attacks you, is able, they don't steal it, they just take away from you. Yeah. Because that was your goal of being there, is to collect yeah. as many resources as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's Territorial Conquest, which is plus one VP every time you attack a new opponent. hmm so it encourages players to play other people instead of just playing their same, oh, I feel comfortable playing my buddy. No, get out there and meet other people yeah. they are in the campaign. You have to play as many people as you can, and that's how you're going to win. Yeah. And then maybe plus one for every person that you defeat or something like
0: that. Yeah. Um, also, like, there's a weaker player, like, it, not everyone's just beating up on them or something. Yeah, exactly,
2: right? He's gaining. That's a pretty easy one, I think. And I think that's one that a lot of people might go for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do the a round rolling, I feel almost. like that's the one I should be going as because I'm playing as tau mm-hmm. it makes more, more the most fluff sense but I'm also going as a sniper team so I'm thinking I might do the one that I think is the most fun, which is assassination or mm-hmm. like assassin mm-hmm. and you have to assassinate the opposing player's leader leader yeah. so you get um, and you can only claim these victory points once for each team okay that you play against yeah but there's a level progression mm-hmm. so the first level progression is plus one victory point if you make the team leader, the enemy team leader, a casualty.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So if you take the model out of gameplay, yeah. All right. Now, if you play against a team player and like another team, and you kill his team leader, mm-hmm. but he doesn't suffer any further casualties, like you just took him out of the board, yeah. you took him out of the game, but he fully recovers, mm-hmm. you're still able to play him again mm-hmm. and get the next two progressions, but you can't get that first progression again. Taking okay. him out of the game as a casualty, yeah. Because the next level is plus one if he's grievously injured. Mm-hmm. So if he rolls a one at the end of the game, you get another victory point. Okay. So if you grievously injure him, which means that he's either going to be killed outright or suffer like a stat reduction. A stat or reduction. Okay. And then the third one is plus v- one VP if you kill him outright from the game. So it's a lot harder to do because mm-hmm. he technically to get the full three VP. Off the same guy? or Off the same guy. He has yeah. to roll two ones in a row after the game. So you have to right? play
0: the same player.
2: To get all three of them. But maybe yeah. you're going to get three victory points off of them the first time you play them.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, right? Yeah. But if you only... Let's say you... Um,
2: it would be stupid to play a player a second time if you got the first two tiers. Yeah. Because the only point you could get off of them in a rematch would be the third one where you kill right. them all right? Mm-hmm. Right. So you're better off to play other people. I see, okay. but it's like so you you're gonna want to play more people, mm-hmm. but you have the potential to get three every player that you play against. Yeah. So it's the potential to get six a, six a turn, mm-hmm. because you get you get, hopefully you play two different people, like an yeah. attack and a defense, right? Yeah. But it's really hard to get. Yeah. So it's like the most reward. Highest but, risk, high
0: reward. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Cool. I. It's a cool system. Yeah, I really. There's two reasons that make me excited for this. Is a it's similar when they introduced allies, but this is like an easy way to start a new army and play mm-hmm. with it.
2: Yeah, that's a big part, especially with the starting new army boxes.
0: Yeah, that's we're trying true. to
2: make it so that you can buy one of those boxes. I mean, aside from the necron one i think the necron one because it has the stalker guard. and the imperial guard because it has a leeman Russ yeah
0: and the um this qatari one yeah like
2: you can't use those but that doesn't mean that you can't use the other models in it and still pick up the bucks they're only 100 bucks man
0: yeah they're right? a good deal so a lot of
2: people are starting off brand new armies to play in the campaign
0: i have a small eldar force that i use as allies and look that's 11 models and i think with it i can field like think it's a lot of points yeah like i and then more for, the for the buy-in for the
2: buy-in for the term you'd be like okay well i wasn't thinking about expanding my elder army but i kind of want
0: to use striking scorpions something like that so yeah. i'll
2: buy a unit of striking scorpions and that's my buy-in for the
0: turn nice. for the campaign right is there a minimum price for the buy-in or not that i know of okay. i mean I sh- i'm
2: assuming they kind of wanted to be around 30 40 bucks right
0: yeah but that's because like, they wanted to be like a box set kind it of was something nothing under 30 40 bucks now
2: yeah, well, I mean, you could buy like an like you could buy Dark Strider and use them as your like Pathfinder. Or yeah, Shazby but like or most
0: like character. No, yeah, exactly. Like I'm buying a characters. sniper drone
2: unit, and that's 50 bucks. But like this right?
0: librarian was 35. Yeah, exactly. 36. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, even if you're just picking up a leader, like that's still going to be a 30 to 40 dollar model. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, man. Know? I think we're gonna keep uh, we'll keep everyone updated on how the campaign goes. We might do yeah. a segment on campaign
0: updates. We should. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to like introduce this to my. Uh, not my but the Tuesday night miniatures of Brimstone I think mm-hmm. this would be a great format for that and there's no reason why you
2: guys can't do the exact same campaign
0: yeah right that's true or even yeah just we, the world is our oyster <laughs> exactly man okay. be cool, cool. to do like a ladder or something every Tuesday night with kill teams yeah that'd be cool yeah, yeah. I was
2: originally going to do a kill team just league yeah and then I said, oh why not make it a full campaign yeah the rules really work out. I wanted to upgrade my own guys that's basically why <laughs>
0: Yeah. All right. Sorry I kept cutting you off there.
2: No, it's all good. I think that's pretty much it for our main topic. All right. Cool. We'll be right back. All
0: right. So we're back for Beyond the Rim. Uh, with us today is my good buddy Daryl, who's been on the show about two weeks, two episodes back. Not two weeks, two Special episodes. Special friend back. of the show. Yes. <laughs> friend of from the maelstrom. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh,
2: friends from the Maelstrom. The, it can be like our book could. club. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, so, hold on, I want to jump, since we're talking about Friends. Yeah, okay. Um, so I've been playing some Elite Dangerous, which is like a video game where you fly around in space. spaceship. Yeah, you've talked about it before. Yeah, yeah but um, every time you jump to another system... It says, uh, the little lady robot voice is frameshift drive online, but it always sounds like friendship drive. <laughs> so, I just imagine, like, in the, you know, hundreds of years from now, we get around the galaxy by, like, the power of friendship. <laughs> so
2: You travel faster to your best friends. Yeah, right? so, <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, so, what about you, Jay? What have you been up to? Um, not too much. Um, I have been playing a little bit more Age of Sigmar. We talked a lot about Age of Sigmar last episode. Mm-hmm. Um... Keep that going. Maybe that's something we'll talk about more often in the Beyond the Rim. Yeah. Because I am getting more games in. Um, I played a doubles game last weekend, I think it was. I think it was last weekend we played. Um, we played Chaos versus Order. And it was myself playing my Skaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike playing Chaos, I think. Just kind of this general Chaos. I think he had a lot of like, the Slaves of Chaos. Or Slaves of... Slaves of Darkness. Darkness stuff. Yeah. But then he had some demons in there as well. He was doing a lot of summoning. Okay. And then we were up against Jordan, who runs like a crazy good. Um, what's the team? Sigma right. Sigma right guys. The. Yeah. Um, what's their actual name? I forget. Sigma Rites. Is it? Yeah. No. Like the newer guys, right? With the, the newer guys, on? yeah. yeah. But they actually have like a whole group name. I forget what it's called. Just. Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're playing against him, who's just amazing, and then. Um, Matthias who plays Wood Elves but mm. specifically um, like a summoning Wood Elves army so he summons these like dogs or wolves oh, okay, and he summons yeah. them in like massive packs like yeah. he's putting like 30 dogs on there like you slay a whole squad of them and the next turn there's like a whole other squad just coming you that's been summoned um, and I thought we were just gonna get absolutely destroyed but early on like uh, Jordan's formation he has this one guy who's pretty weak um, he sits in the back he has like a kind of like a realm gate okay and he's able to jump units around the table with it but then he's also if a unit's wiped out he's allowed to bring that unit back Whoa. so it's like really really good and then he has these units I think they're called protectors he puts them in front of like his whole army okay and you can like buff on top of buffs you give a bunch of like mystic shields so with your save like a buff doesn't Bring like a four plus save down to a three plus, down to a two plus. Mm-hmm. It adds a modifier to your roll, so it's not like down to a two plus,
0: and that's yeah. it. You're allowed to go. Yeah, yeah.
2: You can have technically if you were talking about like saves, like a minus two save. So it's not like unless the person is dealing minus three rend, right? You'd be rolling okay. like a two plus, but like there's not a lot in the game. It's minus three rend. Minus two rend is a huge deal.
0: So essentially, you can have an unbeatable save. Yeah, it's like. like it's, it's not like kill in, that unit. It's not like in forty k where a one always fails. Yeah. Oh. Um. It, was this the chaos guy? No, this is the sigmar guy. Oh, okay. Um, of course, it so was. Like no one, no
2: one can beat this guy. But two right, of my dark units, angels. Yeah, well, we had a we had a plan because Mike, the guy that I was teamed up with, the chaos guy, had a few like really powerful units. Mm-hmm. So he's allowed. Jordan's allowed once once a game, to teleport one unit anywhere on the table. Okay. Right? But I have two units can infiltrate mm. and the assassin is hidden in one of them. And the assassin is like a pure character killer. Okay. right. Um, so because we bunched up all of our good units together, he used his protectors, that really good and vulnerable unit, and sent them across the battlefield mm-hmm. to, um, to where all of our good units were so there'd be a massive fight on our side. Okay. And they had to capture a forest that was like almost in no man's land. Mm-hmm. And if they had that by turn 4, they would win. So okay. all the rest of his units started moving towards the forest, because that's where the big battle was going to be. Meanwhile, my two units outflank, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he left himself wide open, and the assassin was in there. Mm-hmm. Ended up taking out that guy that was able to like, bring guys back. Oh, nice. And it like, completely evened out the game. We still ended up losing, because by turn 4, they had one guy that was left mm-hmm. that was able to just like, run into the forest and capture it. Oh, okay. But other than that, then we put up a good battle. Nice. But one of the most fun times I've had playing Star because everyone involved was just having a good time, and it was actually an even battle this time. Right? Nice. Um, but you guys have been playing a lot of X Wing.
0: Yeah, so we played. Uh, Daryl's got the Imperial Raider now, which for anyone who doesn't know X Wing is essentially a small star destroyer. It's the biggest ship in X Wing, but like mm-hmm. it's about the same size as a blockade runner from Episode Four, A New Hope, the ship at the beginning. You don't know that by now, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast, but anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Daryl's running this big Star Destroyer. Actually, why don't you, do you, want to talk about your list?
1: Sure. So there was the uh, Imperial Raider. How many points was this?
2: 300. 300. So three yeah, because size. Yeah. you said
0: the Imperial Raider was like a 100 points base, right? Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> so you were playing at, a, it's called Epic Scale, mm-hmm. so you play on a 6x3 table so instead of a 3x3, double the number of asteroids, all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, so it was, uh, it was the first time playing that format, and uh, I wasn't really used to using a capital ship, so I wasn't sure uh, how many like, extra guns to put on it because they use energy, and I wasn't sure like how quickly am I going to be accumulating and then using up energy. Um, it was just a kind of different rule set I wasn't too familiar with, uh, and I realized uh, I, I couldn't use my, uh, my firing arcs on the rear half, Oh, because you're used to playing Armada as well, where you have like a firing arc on the roof, oh, right. Oh, uh, well, no, it's um, I didn't uh, I didn't read the cards properly enough, and so uh, you read the cards, and on the four section, oh, okay. it's got a gun like automatically equipped yeah. on it. That's where it's like primary yeah, weapon is. Yeah. But the back firing arcs you can only use if you equip an extra gun. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Onto that section. So, so Daryl forgot to give it guns. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so I had a bunch of guns on the front. But there was nothing on the sides mm-hmm. to sort of defend it there. So so once uh, and it doesn't really turn. I was going to say well. and it's such
2: a wide model as, like it's such yeah. a long model. Yeah, like you're, you're all
1: side. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. just kind of does like a gentle bank. I'm <laughs> uh, you trying try, try to hope you're not running it off the table. <laughs> pretty Jesus. much. Pretty much. I'm not actually sure if we can turn around. I think it takes some some really fancy flying yeah. to, to, to to do U-turn. Um, and yeah, most of the game. Yeah, yeah, you'd be spending most of the game trying to turn around. So that was uh, that was a fatal flaw, and I think that would have um, made the the last uh, part of the game that really like just drag on. Uh, but to, to support the ship, uh, to the, the raider, I mean, um, I uh, I kind of had a bit of a, I had two themes going. Uh, crits went for went for a lot of a lot of critical damage. Mm-hmm. And also uh, some some sort of, like, team play. Like, all the ships were helping each other out. Like a little bit of synergy, kind of. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Raider had, like, Grand off targeting comms booster to remove stress and give focus tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, the Decimator had a uh, fleet officer and then Emperor Palpatine. Emperor Palpatine, he, like, changes roles. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the, the Lambda Shuttle uh, was giving out, like... F- um, uh target locks to nearby allies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and then there was a there was a, a tie advanced and there was the uh the tie defender as sort of like the the heavy hitter sort of thing so that was that was roughly the, the build that i was running
0: yeah and those crits were deadly because you hit my k-wing pretty hard early on and dealt two crits to it and both of them were direct hits which mm-hmm. does two damage so, K Wing, five hull, takes four damage in like a single shot. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so, I ran, I don't own any of the huge ships yet, although now I really want to get one. <laughs> but uh, I ran uh, eight ships. I ran the YT 2400 and then seven fighters and divided my force into two groups. I had three ships dedicated to anti fighter. So, that was the YT 2400. T 70 X Wing and a, a E Wing kitted out with like so it could fire twice and had like crazy abilities and mm-hmm. systems and stuff. And then I had two B Wings, the K Wing, a Y Wing, and what am I? For, oh, another T 70 X Wing, and mm-hmm. those were my bombers, which were like kitted out with the ordnance and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, uh, first mistake we made during this game, which there was lots of, <laughs> but uh, first mistake is that we played long table edges instead of. Uh, sorry, we played short table edges. Oh, so long. you were like
2: coming at each other from.
0: Yeah, so you're supposed to play there. Dawn of War. We played Hammer and. Mm-hmm. That's for Warhammer terms. <laughs> it's the uh, deployment. Types, yeah, yeah. Daryl doesn't play Warhammer, so. Um, so the first like three turns were just each of us like boosting, just to get giant into and range. Level. That
3: kind of adds
0: cool like
2: anticipation, you know?
0: Yeah, like, and <laughs> like you got my interceptor ships like going ahead of everything mm-hmm. else, and the bombers just. very hard to flank
2: anyone with only yes, with that many models on the
0: table. Yeah, and like such a narrow table. Mm-hmm. So I put my bombers in front of the imperial raider, which is a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> um, yeah, and I put my interceptors on the other opposite flank because you set up the raider in like a corner. Yeah. So I set up my bombers opposite and my interceptors in the like kitty corner to that. And I took out your tie bands pretty fast, but then my K wing went down. One of my B wings got crushed under the imperial might of the raider. Because when a huge ship hits a smaller ship, it just disintegrates. Hmm. Like no roll necessary. Yeah. And I didn't get. So my you almost team. wanna. You need to stay be away. ramming as a oh as yeah, a I mean, and like, then you roll die and it can take damage, but like yeah, it's like a fifty fifty if it's going to take. damage. And how many hull points?
2: Like, oh, you know, what's the like, shields hull? Wow, I don't know. There's six like six
0: shields, eight hull wow, per yeah. section. Oh, so per section, two, oh, yeah. something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: and you have to take out two sections to destroy it or something like basically. that. Basically, kind of yeah, much, yeah. Huh. that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, instantly, like hearing about the battle. If I was you. I would have put, like, all of your ships together with your yeah. missile ships, like, like, your bombs behind in the rear, and just come at them one ship at a time. The larger, like, the shuttle and then the decimator. I wouldn't have worried about the, big the other ship. two. No, the other the two small ones.
0: Yeah, well, I want Because unless they're getting the
2: boost from all the other guys, yeah, they're not going to do a whole lot well, to I, the amount of ships that you have.
0: Well, I figured I'd take out the small ships first because they were easy targets and then would cut down on the number of Mm -hmm. firepower that was getting thrown my Mm -hmm, way. But, like, just the way it worked out, I I don't think I killed Mm -hmm. them fast enough or, like, just the other ships were doing too much damage or Mm -hmm. I was losing ships too quickly. And, like, I kind of put all my eggs in one basket. Like, my bombers were loaded out. Yeah. Like, my K-Wing had, like, eight pieces of ordnance or something Mm -hmm. ridiculous. And that just bit me in the ass because, like... Yeah, oh I lose one ship, there goes like half my missiles. Mm-hmm. Oh my B Wing just got crushed, there's another two torpedoes gone. Hey, but you
2: kept them all by themselves with no like support, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, what was your
1: strategy, Daryl, going into the game? Um or I guess not going into the game but during the game obviously. yeah so during the game uh I, I was trying to I was flying the raider along the edge because I was thinking I could, again I was thinking I could use my my side arc on, <laughs> yeah. the, on the ship so protect like, your even, one side and then <laughs> right right so I was thinking even if he you know if he just flies by units he can still shoot him out the side mm-hmm. and then belatedly I realized uh I can only fire through my front arc so I was awkwardly trying to like Turn it as the battle just keeps moving. <laughs> right, and um, all the ships were kind of flying by the Raider, and I was like, "Oh, this uh, this might end well." But um, that was all right because the the other four ships I had worked really well together. Um, again, they they had that that team synergy that I was looking for. So I was just, uh, I mean, my uh, my Rexler Brath tie defender. What he does is he spends a focus token. To, so that the, any damage cards he deals are dealt face up instead. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, so potentially he's dealing like two to four uh, damage cards face up yeah. uh, to to any ship he hits.
0: So and he usually had three focus tokens. All well, of
1: yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's just so it he could like
0: attack and defend really well. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. kind of that was kind of what was uh, keeping all my ships alive was that they 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 had uh, target locks they were sharing with each other from the Lambda shuttle for for attacking them for defense they'd have like three or two or three uh focus tokens mm-hmm. so each round they they had plenty of um uh tokens to to keep them alive so so by by keeping them in a in a group um i was able to to maximize their effectiveness you know concentrate fire on um and anything that was carrying a lot of ordnance that was coming towards the raider, such as the K-Wing, mm-hmm. yeah. and kind of take it out before it could do any good, mm-hmm. and um, just let the, the skirmishers kind of wear down my shields and, and uh, focus tokens and whatnot, just kind of trust that they would they would hold together long enough for the
0: raider to pick them off. Mm-hmm. That sounds mm-hmm. like a sick battle man. Makes me want to play X-Wing so much. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, this is the first time playing this format. I, I played against another friend who had a raider, but like it was a... Two hundred point game or something mm-hmm. or one hundred and fifty plus. He took a free tie van. So that's a whole other. Story. <laughs> so. I think
2: I only have like. I think I have seven ties and the Punisher. That's still a lot. Or not the Punisher. What's one the, no, name the uh, Phantom? The Phantom, yeah. 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 Um, no, it's still a lot. But I want to get the the carrier one. The Gonzadie. yeah.
1: Yeah. I want to yeah, get that
2: one. That looks good. Yeah. I, I feel would... like it still fits in with like the
1: swarm. It's because going. it has it's a carrier, right? It can hold like I think it can carry four ties. I don't know how that works. I'll we'll have to look into the rule set to it. Um, it's it's really interesting how it works. Actually, I was very confused when uh, they first announced it. I was like, this is, this is just really dumb. Like you're you're gonna have these tie fighters. That you can't use the entire for most of the battle, like yeah, ooh, you can like shuttle them around. Like, like what's the, what's the benefit of
0: shuttling them around? Right, right. <laughs> so already the, fastest ship in the game. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, why make them slower? Sort yeah. of thing. Well, the the deal is whether it's um, ad, uh, tie advanced interceptors, fighters, or I think maybe even maybe bombers. You might be able to to hook up to the, um, the gunzadi. Mm-hmm. But what happens is uh, all the Small and large ships, large being like Millennium Falcon or yeah. Deciman or whatever, they all move first. Then the capital ships move, like the Gonzati or the Raider or the Corvette, and then after that you you can deploy uh, your fighters. Oh, so you can decide what movements you want to do for those after, or do you have to decide that you're going to deploy them that turn? No, you don't You don't, you don't announce until after you've moved after the Gonzati. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you would basically see the lay of the land, and you get to choose whether they shoot out the uh, the front guides mm. of the Gunzani or whether they shoot at the back guides. Oh that's kinda cool. So you would basically kinda see a key opportunity to take out uh, Luke Skywalker, for instance. If he's in deploy. a good position, decide to shoot up from yeah. the line or something. Right, like yeah. I mean. Um and just just do your your ties are, are behind him out of his firing arc mm-hmm. and uh and then there's all kinds of synergy um obviously with the with the carrier itself, you know, he can give the TIE fighters he deploys a uh, pilot scale 8 um, you know when it comes yeah, to yeah, combat yeah. Uh, he could deploy like all four once or, or just two a turn and so then, there's benefits for when you deploy them and stuff like that absolutely yeah. uh, and then the TIE fighters themselves uh, the the new pilots the new pilots are crazy yeah, yeah. They, they all have a crazy synergy together there's one oh, I forget his name
2: um,
0: TIE pilot number 6 <laughs>
2: <laughs> his benefit is that he, whatever um upgrade he has youngster that's it yeah yeah. he's able to give it to all other ties within range one i think or it may even be range one to three but
0: i have a feeling it's supposed to be range one because it's supposed to be the got the flying the swarm the formation yeah, yeah. um can the gonzati oh can you attack fighters that are docked on the gonzati no that that's part of the idea and like i kind of figured that when i first saw is that the tie fighters would be
1: safe but i was like that's still really dumb no, I have uh, a, but now I like that... the idea that like okay, well they're safe while they're on, mm-hmm.
2: but if that goes down, you lose
1: all the tie fighters that you have on there, right? That's very uh, that's very true. I'm I'm pretty sure that if the uh, if the Gonzadi was to go down, um, I think you would lose all the ships kind of attached to it. I find that a little unlikely though. I, I think the 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 Gonsati's, like pretty hardy, um, so should you should have fair warning that the ship's about to go down and have a chance have to have a turn play. at least to be able to yeah
0: yeah and the youngster is from range range one, one to three yeah we're just looking it up and that's mm-hmm. awesome. which
2: that's a crazy skill man because yeah. even if you start to break formation a little bit it mm-hmm. is tough to to hold like a range one
0: yeah like swarm yeah. the
2: whole time you really have to learn your movements and when you're going to be doing a hard turn well that how game, your formation changes and then how to get it back to regular well swarm that game we played you ran Really? Because, because I've been practicing sense.
3: a lot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, cool.
2: practicing my movements, and I'm learning. I'm studying a lot more about how, like, if you're doing this bank, where you should end up technically by, like, the size of the the size of the rectangle, the size yeah. of the square base, how many over you should end up being, and something like that. Because, man, that's so key for flying a swarm is. Not bumping into ears into like stuff. <laughs> very and true. Keeping me isn't that true,
0: Daryl. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is very I just, true. I just have this image of you, Jay, in class with like a protractor like, <laughs> sketching things out. Oh, um, it's not far from the truth. Yeah. It? Um so, but you've been talking, at least you've
2: been thinking about doing a campaign for an RPG.
0: Yeah. Uh, before we get to that, though, I just want to mention how the game ended. Oh. The, the game, <laughs> uh, it ended. I want to say it ended in a draw. But I was, I lost lost ships.
1: Yeah, you you were down several ships. Sorry, just for, I thought that you lost. I thought
0: that <laughs> they were one. That's why I didn't talk I, about th- it. I think the only ship I had left was the YT. <laughs> yeah. But that was at full health. And it was, like, ready to flank the Raider and your other ships were, like, way out of position. Like, you had your two large ships left, like the Shuttle and the Decimator, but they were really far out of position. The YT is very maneuverable. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, a Y, a Dash Rendar full health with Chewbacca as a uh, crew member. So it's yeah. a tough nut to crack. Mm-hmm. Ready to flank it. So it, there's an outside chance I would have won, but like, to figure that out, it would have been another like two hours. And was yeah. already like two in the morning, so yeah. we called it. But, yeah, so, um, I'm going to say draw. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> rematch, rematch, rematch. So, um, Bad, yeah, yeah, RPG. Yeah. So, I've been talking on and off about running Dark Heresy for a while now, but I've been like, "Yeah, I've got enough gaming stuff going on. I should, you know, probably do real life stuff or mm-hmm. focus on what I'm already doing." But I started <laughs> re-watching really Battlestar Galactica, which is. Amazing. Just so so good. So so, say we all. Yeah, so say we all. (laughs) Uh, And I just started Season 3 last night, actually, which is about a a human planet occupied by the Cylons. and That shouldn't be given away too much, I don't think. I don't think so. Uh, (laughs) Which planet? I don't know. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Anyways. So, and this gave me the idea for Dark Heresy Campaign, where it would be a human world that was recently taken over by the Tao, like, Mm -hmm. brought into the greater good in the Tao Empire. And the players would be playing a human insurgency, doing, like, carrying out attacks against the Mm Tao. And, like, it would be organized by the Inquisition, but the Imperium wouldn't have a large force on there. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be really cool. I think it would be really, really really cool. such a a great
2: um, idea and atmosphere for an RPG, especially a 40k RPG.
0: Which at first I was like, I don't know how this is gonna work. Stark Heresy's all about investigation. This sounds more like combat oriented, like special missions. But then thinking like, well, you could be doing a lot of investigation, like who are Tau collaborators? Yeah, no, yeah. You also have so,
2: that. You have that like big brother feel over top of you. So you yeah. have to be really sneaky, and you can't just go all guns out because it's an occupation. They have they're yeah. watching you at all times, well, right?
0: Like just think of a human settlement, and then like Tau crisis suits marching menacingly past, mm. and like. Um, just like Tau Fire Warriors like holding people up against you the wall and searching them. And stuff like yeah. that, right? yeah. Oh god, I did not thought of that. That's cool. Yeah. Well, so, you know who to come to when it comes to Tau stuff. <laughs> yeah, so um, I might run that. Uh, I probably have to pick up uh, the Alien Supplement if I'm going to do that. But yeah, if you're listening and you're in the Windsor area, you know, if you're part of the GW, GWTW Great Windsor Two Warriors and mm-hmm. it sounds like something to be interested in, Let me know. I'm gonna reach out to my usual RPG groups if anyone wants to do that.
2: Yeah, I'd love to try and play Dark Heresy.
0: Yeah. Well, if well, maybe we could even do it over Skype. A lot of people do role playing over Skype. Mm -hmm. I think there's a website too. Yeah, there's a bunch of resources to do it. Yeah. So uh, okay, well, we'll try and make this work. i will see what interest I get and maybe do that. Sweet man. Um, Anything else? Just, if you're playing Elite Dangerous, I don't have any friends playing it. Except, <laughs> except my friendship. I don't have
2: any friends. <laughs>
0: except my friendship drive. But, um, yeah, if you're playing Elite Dangerous, it's lonely out there, so uh, drop me a line over Facebook or something. Otherwise, uh, that's about it for me. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I'm Jason. I'm Ian. And I'm Daryl. And uh, we'll see you on the wrong side